Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Red Octopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriart Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. I am your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me as always are my time-traveling gigawatts, uh, Parasite Steve, I forgot your name. <laughs> Jesus, didn't that guy ever have hair? <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't think so. Uh, and Nintendo. Doc, you're telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Oh, Marty, I am. I'm telling you, I made a time machine out of a DeLorean. If you're gonna travel through time, you might as well do it in style. Do it in style. Do it in style. Don't I always say? And uh, for this episode, and as inspiration for this episode, we have our fourth special guest here today, our fourth host, uh, Lake Gidden. Uh We will be calling you Lake for short because we're American and can't say words good. But uh, how's it going, Lake? Save the clock tower. I'm good. Um, it's quite late, but it's fine. This is just the time differences here, and uh, quite a big time all difference. Right. But I, I'm I'm quite a, quite quite good. good. We, we've uh, we've been trying to figure out a way to get you on the show for quite some time. I think it's been mm-hmm. uh, at least a year. I think we've been kind of talking about it. You are a buddy of ours who's often in the group. A, one of our favorite retroids, and you are for those who don't realize in Iceland. Yeah, you are. When we looked at our analytics at the end of last year, guess how many uh, unique listens we had in Iceland? Me. It was exactly. You. You. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly you. There you go. <laughs> yep. We land are of ice and fish. We are not huge in Iceland, but you uh, you make us feel huge, which uh, which we appreciate. So that's really cool. So thank you for coming on the show, man. Yeah. I'm glad we could make this work. No, no problem. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. So uh, before we you know, get too far away from all of this stuff, what the fuck are we talking about here? I don't know. This episode is all about the Back to the Future movie trilogy. If you oh. can tell by our opening remarks, mm. uh, the Back to the Future trilogy being near and dear to Lake. And we wanted to do something that 
you could weigh in on heavily and and be passionate about and we can all also do the same mm. uh but uh yeah so so we're going to kind of go through the three movies we're going to talk about them we'll talk probably about the first movie for quite a while then we'll go on our break and then we'll talk about the other two i imagine that's how this will go but you guys know how this goes it never goes how we say it's that's, gonna go. it never does it never <laughs> no does. buckle never up does. who knows what that's the, the best way <laughs> It is the best way. So uh, before we get into the discussion, uh, Lake, I wanted to give you the floor uh, and, and ask, you know, you to to kind of introduce yourself a little bit and tell our our Retroids a little bit about yourself and what you do and what you're up to and and all that crap. All right. Um, well, I am Lekeren. Uh I'm from Iceland. My name is Birkir. This might all sound kind of odd, but uh, Lekeren kind of means the gamer in Icelandic and I was at the beginning I was thinking to have this all in Icelandic because I'm heavily inspired by a show that was on TV in Iceland called Game TV which was the only thing in Iceland that we had anything to do with like gaming and now they are on Twitch and sometimes I stream with them but they are having their own shows and I'm just kind of working on my own stuff and uh, yeah I was heavily inspired by them but then I stumbled upon uh, AVGN and that's where I was like, you know what? No, this is what I want to do. I love retro games and I want to do this. And then Skrillian years later, now I'm finally <laughs> making my first video. It's just been a hassle, but a lot of fun, but really not the path that I thought. Like as in, huh, I can't do this in seven days. It's impossible, but I've, I've gone. A, but a seven day. years. Sure. Seven years, possibly. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Any, anytime. No but I, I was talking to this uh, with a couple of my friends, and I was like, you know what? I'm glad that I didn't start YouTube or anything like a couple of years ago, even when I was at my dad's place with a, like a big game room and a huge shelf space and all my stuff neatly like stored behind me, like a perfect background. And now I'm in a small like a bunker on the top floor of the house where I live now. And I'm like, you know what? Now... Is the best time for me to to start my YouTube because now I'm like in the zone and I'm I'm inspired and I think this is the best best time and also my job allow, allows me to spend some time on this because I work seven days and I have seven days off, which sounds like a dream but but it is kind of rough to go through seven days on the boat and then come and like hey I'm gonna work on this but because yeah, yeah I'm you, a, you are you're I'm a, a retro collector right. Yeah, uh, well, it's hard to say that I'm a fisherman because I, I I go into the fjord. I don't really go like really far out on sea. I've done it okay. once. We, we we sailed for like 15 hours, but we had like, you know, the, the big circle. We have a big circle in the ocean with fish in like a fish cage. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had to sail with it for like, yeah, 16 hours, I think. And wow. uh, I was like, you know what? I'll take my... my my small tube TV with me and a bunch of NES games. And that's what I did. I, I, I played a couple of games along the way and then I slept for like nine hours. It's amazing. Wow. Nice. But, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, well, a retro collector, uh, streamer. I stream quite a lot, but I've been toning that down to focus on YouTube finally. And uh, I think it's a fantastic decision. Yeah, I think so too. You've nice showed stuff. us some of your uh, videos in progress, uh, which we you know really appreciate that you you know you're looking for our opinions that's pretty yeah. cool um and it's it's i think that when you finally launch you're going to be way more polished and way further along the journey than you realize like your stuff right. looks great 
And, um, and I think it's, uh, it's really going to pay off in the end. Um, how much forethought you're putting into it, how much pre pre-production you're putting into this channel and how seriously you're taking it. Even, even if it's a hobby, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it really does show the level of, of care that you're putting into this stuff. And uh, you really are like a really super funny guy. And I think like, uh, I, I really, you know, we, we're always laughing at the shit you send us. And uh, <laughs> I think that you really are going to, when you when that channel finally launches i think it's going to be something special and i'm yeah. i know i'm speaking for all of us when i say we're all looking forward to it so uh yeah that's that's really really cool and you have a unique voice you're coming from a part of the world that is underrepresented in a lot of ways um you know speaking as an ignorant american i don't know a lot about iceland uh, where is it on the map i uh <laughs> point to it I I know you I guys say like you know if you don't know how Iceland looks like look at your map of Skyrim it's almost the same thing it's I know Skyrim is a part of Tamriel but if you look at Skyrim specifically and then an old version of Iceland it's the same thing you're over here like you all thought Skyrim was cool because it was like a big fantasy world you got to play in I this thought Skyrim was boring because it's like a walk down the street <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get cat litter that's all I'm yeah doing. I always like, wanted to do it if I ever would do a review of Skyrim even though Skyrim means a lot to me of course but I I, I would like yeah you know it's you know if I look out my window I see Skyrim I, I look at my PC screen I see Skyrim it's the same thing <laughs> same thing right. why would I spend time looking at one of these <laughs> is my the is my PC a window I don't know I, it runs windows is this oh, a live recording <laughs> it runs windows, it runs windows. <laughs> uh yeah awesome stuff well yeah, uh, no, you know, i think i appreciate you guys saying that i i um i think it's just because i've watched so many retro reviews through the years like all these channels i think it's just burned into my brain how i want everything to flow and look Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's what a lot of people are looking for when they are starting their own stuff. The yeah. only thing I'm having a little bit of trouble with is just my Adobe Premiere. But I mean, I've learned like a lot just in two days. So it's all coming along. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, very good. Yeah, awesome. no, you want you want you want to have your own unique voice in, in the landscape right now of a billion YouTubers. That's really important. And um and so it's, it's also good. quite it's cool great. that I'm from Iceland and uh, I'm, I don't have anyone to compete with. Yeah, in you're Iceland totally either, unique. You know? Yeah, yep. totally Bonus unique voice. This. Absolutely. It's, it's um, hard not to be number one. When but if someone is going one. to make retro reviews against me, I'll crush him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll gently like show him how to do stuff. But when he's asking me about like how to add an Adobe Premiere, I'll give him the wrong information. Say, Adobe <laughs> Premiere doesn't work in Iceland, you fool. Click new tab and new <laughs> every time. <laughs> Click delete project every time. Don't, don't save. It's <laughs> like it just reminds me of like the story Joe used to always tell of his of his uh this kid who used to come over, this really annoying kid next door used to come over. And uh, he'd like was really bad at video games and he'd be playing Mario and he'd be like, what do I do? What do I do? And Joe would be like, oh, uh, you fall down that pit there. You just fall down the pit. There's a free guy down there. <laughs> yeah, for a free guy. And oh, man. He, he actually did it and gets passed. <laughs> it's like, you asshole. So that poor dude. <laughs> Why are you such a dick? Uh, so good. So good. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we, we've talked about uh, having you back on for a crow's nest in the future at some other point. Um, obviously scheduling totally. is tough. 
um, because you're, you have your, your seven days on seven days off and also your four hours ahead of us. But, um, I love the idea to have you back on to talk about what it was like growing up in a village of, you said like 200 people and you're, you know, you are this gamer, you have this hobby. Um, I think it'll be really, really interesting for people to get your, your story. So I like, we can, we can do that in the future at some point. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. for sure. I, I might just touch on this just briefly. Like when yeah. I, I used to stream like six or seven hours a day, like, like I broke my hand and I was playing like a lot of games. And, and uh, whenever I showed like outside my window, when I was living at my dad's place, I had this like big window and this insane view. Like for me, it's just outside my window. But when I show other people, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe this is special. There's like reindeers in my garden. Um, right outside my like my house is just basically the end of iceland i live on the edge like there's just a mountains and then the ocean and then just people like what like people just thought i lived in the city yeah like i had this big game room like oh yeah he's just in the middle of reykjavik the capital of iceland like no 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 i barely go there I'm I'm living on the edge. You know that Aerosmith living on the song? Edge. <laughs> like I'm I'm there. They were talking and about I, I, I never forget when I was like I was playing some Nintendo game and I I, I went like a B or B and I, I knew I was gonna be away for like 30 minutes. So I just put the camera outside my window and it was kind of snowing. And when I came back, there was just a bunch of reindeers, a herd <laughs> of them in my garden. Totally normal, like honestly, totally normal in my village. And the people in the chat were like, oh, holy shit, he's he's missing this amazing moment that is happening right now. I'm like, no, this happened last night around nine. You know, it's <laughs> it took a crap on my steps. It was kind of awkward. I, I mean, so, yeah. honestly, I kind of want them to go away. There's a lot of stuff about, around my surroundings that might interest people. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could have you can have an alternative stream of just nature. And people would probably that's lose true. their that's minds. True. And then, yeah. you know, so so all the days that you feel like streaming uh, game stuff, you can. <laughs> but if you also want to just keep content, uh, point a camera out the window. And, yeah. Totally. And like, you totally. could narrate. You could like read You, a you book. might see my dad mow the lawn. Oh, man. That's <laughs> a know? handsome dad. You yeah, see that look dad? at that guy. That guy. Look at that guy. You know, side sidebar, I think the, the reindeer that takes the dump on your lawn, I, I think it's got to be Donder. Yeah. yeah, Donder ah, takes a Donder. Yeah, I think so. I think he's the pooper. My mm-hmm. my dad sometimes sees the like the herd outside his window. Is like, you know what? I could just take this knife and, but I, I'm not allowed to. Easy meal, <laughs> easy meal. Deer meat for weeks. Come on. All right, so yeah, we, so, yeah, we treat these animals like we respect you. Like they just we stop the cars on the road. We allow them to pass. Like the tourists are giving them a little bit of hard time. We just are used to this, but the tourists are losing their minds. Hmm. and they drive their cars too close to them like they don't know the limit like we i can walk with my dog really close to the herd because they have seen me before like they know this i guess but like a tourist (laughs) they 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 crawl in the grass trying to get closer like they're playing like like pokemon snap or something come on (laughs) leave them alone at least get a zoom on this camera (laughs) now i like uh, put those pester balls away okay guys like stop throwing the pester balls is that a rock you know stop oh it's right in the center oh (laughs) i'll give this picture a nine welcome back nine out of 100 it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean i'm patting the deer on the picture, it's, it's a it's selfie. in the middle of the screen. Yeah, it's God. a six. <laughs> Freaking Professor Oak. Open God your fucking eyes. Prof Oak. 
All right, let's uh, let's rein this back in. Let's reindeer this back. Oh, in. well uh, done, well done. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. have talking a about another whole, doc. <laughs> a whole yes, exactly. We'll have a whole other episode for all this good stuff. But let's get for into sure. Back to the Future. Yes, let's talk about the first film. Uh, we all have seen it. We've all had the pleasure of seeing it again recently. It is a absolute classic of the 80s one of the most recognizable franchises movies logos you know michael j fox christopher lloyd leah thompson crispin glover thomas f wilson as biff i mean these actors are ingrained in your head perfect casting Mm -hmm. yeah perfect perfect 1985 uh changed changed the lives for a lot of people after seeing this movie still absolutely adore it it is full of fun and adventure and jokes and mysterious friendship between young teenage boy and old eccentric scientist and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter just accept it this is don't make it weird it's just fine it's It's fine it's weird it's all about boards it's fine they're they're totally just normal young teenage guy and old guy it's fine yep Yep. Yep. totally fine with a budget of 19 million dollars grossing over almost 400 million dollars wow does not does not need to be stated that it just became an all-time classic and uh and this movie series you know we we really wanted to talk about because uh lake you told us that this was very important to you but also very important to kind of iceland and your culture and everything uh when it had come out so you know let's uh let's let's hear a little bit about that perspective like I've been trying to think like how I can explain this, but it's just because like I am Icelandic. It's it's just kind of like it's just it just is what it is, and uh, <laughs> it is I think, what I, I it think is. I am maybe just thinking about this a little bit from the village where I grew up in. Uh, you know, hundred people, almost two hundred people, maybe like give or take. Um, and I remember when Back to the Future. Well, maybe not when it. Of course, I can't remember when it came out, but uh, I, I remember like my my dad coming home with like a VHS tape from the store, which is like thirty steps from my ho- ho- house because everything's quite close in that small village, and he would like walk home with a with a VHS tape, like a bag, like a snack bag, maybe a soda, and then a VHS. Sometimes we would rent it on the weekends, and it was Back to the Future one, and a lot of people saw the second movie first but i saw the first movie first um and i remember watching it and i just always remember when in the beginning when when all the clocks are like ticking all that stuff and how i've never seen like this was the first time i ever saw one long take like i never seen that before flowing around the room and i kept thinking like how did they not like messes messes it up like when the food fell on the floor and this other thing happens like did they do many takes like even then i was thinking about like how to make stuff behind the scenes and um just visually like the big uh speaker like when he's like putting all the everything to the maximum and then it shoots him into the wall and uh, well into the shelf and uh i think the moment where i was like this is something different that I've seen before is when the song kicks in. Yeah. Uh, Power of love. And he's like on the skateboard and, and, you know, it's just so 
classic. Every single movie has this one thing that is specifically from that movie. And when he grabs like at the what the the rear on the car and yep, and just starts kind of like getting a free lift. Coolest thing yeah. I ever saw in my life. Right, right. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. <clears throat> See, see the truck driver's face. Flip, he turns you know. around. He's like, "What the hell?" And then he's like, "I mean, okay." You know, it's like it's not. It's not causing him any harm. He doesn't. He doesn't need to stop him from. I mean, the finger, the fingerprints. The fingerprints are going to need to be my beautiful, to- my beautiful truck, my beautiful. And I, it's uh, it's hard to explain, but it's just like everyone in the village. Just it's just a thing. It's just a movie that everyone, everyone loved, and and uh, I think I specifically uh, knew that this movie was more special than i thought when i moved to the city which i usually say that i was kidnapped because i was turning like eight and uh we moved to the city just uh uh like there was like this big ship in my village that was keeping like the village afloat and that that ship was sold basically my village just not died but it's what do you say, like a shadow of the former self or something mm-hmm. like that? It's yeah, not yeah, as lively yeah. mm-hmm. when I was there. Wow. Um, it was like the 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 diamond of my life. Still is, but <laughs> it was like amazing to live there when I was little. It's just a fantastic. So cool. Like seeing the Lord of the Rings movies, like I just go outside into my garden, which just so happens to be a mountain. And, uh, you know, it was just perfect. So <laughs> No big deal. But, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. No big and uh, when I moved to the city, um, we, I was going to this like I don't know if you guys have this in your like school or even high school, like they would always roll this this v um there was always roll into the into the class like uh, this big tube TV on this like roller. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. And we used to, we, we 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 would watch. Uh, it was either um, Shawshank Redemption, really, <laughs> or Back to the Future One, or forest where is it forest gump yeah mm-hmm. yep and we are were allowed to choose what movie we would watch and then write like uh i guess an article or something about and i picked back to the future because i was, I was like holy 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 crap i can't believe this is on the list like why is this on the list <laughs> I, I didn't know this was like this huge of a movie and everyone picked back to the future I, there was not even a point for shawshank and all that even though amazing film right but but given the there, choice of a fun I, I watch, started to understand like yeah everyone likes this this yeah. is something bigger mm. than I, I mean you're still imagine. learning you're learning about time travel yeah, yeah right uh-huh. <laughs> it's a real I mean, thing. the cool thing about this class though is that like we were there i was actually like making sense for me it, it made sense for me to write down my like thoughts about the movie like you know, as I said in the beginning, like there's there's a long take, and I'm I'm thinking about all this stuff stuff behind the scenes, and yeah, I don't know if I can pinpoint <clears throat> why this is such a influence on on people's movie, not, not necessarily. Nice it thing. just it just really hit big there. Yeah, yeah. just uh, maybe yeah. because we're just a, sort of a small community of people, three hundred thousand. I think every single one has seen this movie, so yeah, know, it's right. just a huge thing. Yeah. So actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the long take or the long shot, uh, and yeah. that's you know a film film technique. Um, you know, uh, Hitchcock famously played around with it quite a bit, and um, yeah, I I actually love long shots, and I always seem to recognize them. And I have to admit something to you: 
I never noticed a long shot in this movie. What what sequence are you talking about? Oh, wow. Um, in the beginning, when uh, the, the camera is slowly going over all the clocks. Yep. Yes. And then it yep. goes into the speaker and then it goes yep. down. That's all hear, one shot. And then we hear yeah. Marty walk in and he uh, he's like, oh, geez, uh, there's so much mess in here. And then he kicks the 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 skateboard and it goes and hits uh like an empty box of like plutonium and stuff it's a really long mm-hmm. long take and then we get revealed. it's really funny i just i just didn't long notice shot. i didn't notice that i love i love long <laughs> shots they're so impressive that's amazing um yeah really really cool that's 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 really cool i uh Talk, talking about long shots my, my favorite one is actually in one of my favorite movies of all time accept back to the future which is a serenity you know, oh firefly yeah oh yeah great the beginning that's uh one that's the longest take i've ever seen it was just amazing <clears throat> i mean daredevil uh ser- season three the the big fight the big long fight that he does i think he's breaking out of prison at this one point and uh because oh, yeah. you know they did the they did the hallway fight as it's called in season one and then every time they kind of had to top it and the one in season three I think is the greatest long shot of all time. Um, it's it's really absolutely just unbelievable. Or is, or are they breaking out of like a, a police station? Or I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the yeah, uh, I don't, the show. I don't remember but exactly. oh my god, it's just unbelievable. And there's so many actors that come in and their their marks at the right times, and they're fighting over here, and then they go into another room, and then they cross over the hallway again and go to the other side in a different room, and then they go down the hallway more, and it's it's just absolutely mind blowing. But I do love that uh, technique. I, th- I think it's very very impressive and really fun. There's yeah. a uh, there's an awesome long shot in Birdman actually that which is you know a movie a lot of people have seen. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, I've still never seen it. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. You know, it, I'm scared it's, it's, to see it. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. And the long shot was awesome. And it, you know, results in and uh, a, a pretty much, you know, naked Michael Keaton walking through Times Square. Oh, now I'm scared. To I'm going to watch that. now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the reason not to be scared. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, and and it was a it was a candid take all the people who were in Times Square during this take had no idea that there was a <laughs> wow. movie being filmed. It was wow. just like Michael Keaton in tidy whities walking <laughs> down, you know, Times Square from his That's apartment good. to uh, to the, the front of the theater because he gets locked out. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie, but yeah, great long shot. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I also must admit that I think that opening scene of Back to the Future does it cleverly distracts you from the fact that it's one shot because there's so many yeah. things to look at you know right. you're looking at this rube goldberg machine of like the dog food and and all the clocks and i'm just like focusing on all these little audio cues and the radio yeah. that's playing and it's like there's so many things that distract me that i yeah. i don't even realize that it's that it hasn't cut yeah um, and, and i that's, i that's was such a great intro trying to make sure if it was right like when i watched it just a couple of days ago with my girlfriend, I, I, you know, I was like taking notes in my brain the entire time. Uh, and I, I made sure like, okay, is this a one take? I'm trying to, I'm going to try to see if I can see some type of a fade or something. Mm-hmm. No, it was just totally. It's just one shot. Time. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause when Hitchcock would do it, like there's a movie called rope and I don't want to talk on this too long. We got to do back to the future, but um <laughs> When uh, in in this movie, I think there's like three or four cuts, but it's um, 
it's no it's over an hour long it's a short movie but it's long for a long take uh you know they're they're trying he tried to make it look like it was truly one take and there's actually like three or four cuts and the way that they disguise it is they'll have the camera move behind a pillar or uh somebody will walk really really close to the, the camera and like brush past it or oh, something that's so clever um and even yeah. in that time yeah it's it's uh it's really crazy i mean the the movie is is not his best uh it's not his worst either though uh but it is uh it's it's mainly you're there for the the technique and it really is worth well, seeing sure. it's just called it's just literally called rope rope check it out Someday Bye. we'll have to do a Hitchcock episode because I just haven't seen any of his movies. Yeah. So yeah, Hitchcock's cool. great. Yeah. But so do you want to like go through the the plot of the movie or is it just so classic that we don't I mean, need to? It, or? It, it almost feels redundant. You know, it's like who are we ta- who are we teaching about back to the future? You know, it's like <laughs> right. Yeah, you've guys sure. seen the movie. The, but um only thing I could maybe add on this is like when I was at school and uh, high school there was another time where I got the opportunity to watch Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. And we had to like write down or talk about all of them. Kind of like I'm doing now, but mm-hmm. I guess was at school. <laughs> and um, you will be graded after this. The, like, uh, I just oh, want God. you to know that. You get a six. What? Uh, out of what? Out of six. Out you of get what? an yeah, nailed it. Out of a six? <laughs> what is this? Um, like the teacher told us like there's so many movies that are like called the perfect script but she made sure that we would all know and understand that back to the future one is completely without a doubt a perfect script the like, only perfect <laughs> pace <laughs> all that i don't know how to explain it uh, yeah there, there's so many movies like sure yes everyone has their own but like we have to agree man this is this is just a perfect perfect movie it's, i don't know how it, to even say it. i mean i think you know we'll we'll talk about the sequels but for me i mean back to the future one is is the movie of the trilogy yeah you know it's like it's sure. the yeah. one that yeah. i feel like it it establishes everything and i do feel like it's a pretty it's a pretty flawless script you know that being said there's there's plenty of people who you know go into the movie and they go well what what the hell is this why why would marty walk into doc's house and he's not there and then why would doc know to call his own house to try and get a hold of marty like how would he know that's the best place to <laughs> my find answer him? to that is always he's doc brown right man. he's doc, right? he's doc <laughs> what do you think brown. he knows i mean god doc, he invented he's probably doc, in doc. like the movie number four doc. we don't even know that exactly he's he's calling from the fourth movie he's um, still traveling Yes, exactly. I feel like he's probably never truly stopped. But um, yeah, I mean, that the, the Back to the Future movie has just such a sense of style. We, we were watching it uh, last night and talking about th- the jacket that Marty wears, the, the yeah. life the vest. The life vest. The life vest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The life you jump vest. ship. You jump ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are you what are you trying out for the Marines? Like all these Pepsi different like, free. Little- <laughs> yeah. The only thing free. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'll give you something. with no <laughs> You got to pay for it. Just all the quotes it. as well. I can just go through yeah. the entire movie. So, so, so quotable. And there's so many scenes of, of just, you know, quality uh, Christopher Lloyd throughout the whole movie. And, and, oh and like, it, he's just, he's just sublime. I mean, yeah. every time that doc Brown says anything or does anything, it's just fantastic. Yeah, um, right. you know, and it's like there's so many roles that Christopher Lloyd has been incredible in. You know, Uncle Fester is is fantastic, and I grew yeah, up. I was with the just movie. about to say, like, I feel like <laughs> this was his 
yeah he is the doc like this yeah like he is doc Brown. yeah his 100%. signature role his this is his signature Absolutely. role. this, yeah. this is his yeah. brand and so it's like you know this could have been his resume you know it's like okay you want christopher lloyd in your movie okay well watch <laughs> back to the future take a good look at doc brown and then here yeah. you go you know that that's me um <clears throat> i mean i i don't think we would have had kramer on seinfeld if it wasn't for christopher lloyd just in general yeah it feels mm. very very echoes of, of doc brown you know now that right. you say that kramer is just kind of like i mean it's kind of how yeah and i mean it's kind of how christopher lloyd was on on taxi as well too a lot of that is you know him yeah but he uh you know yeah i mean it just absolutely and and i think you could say the same for michael j fox i think you could say the same for uh for biff i mean biff is the best bully of all time even when you Even when you hate his guts, you still like the character. Like, (laughs) you don't like like him. You don't should dick. He's awful. He's totally irredeemably awful, but he's so fun to watch. And he's so funny. And just his voice, his voice is like the the ultimate stupid Uh, bully. uh, Yeah. Like a tree and get out of here. Hey, (laughs) what are you looking at, butthead? What are you looking at, butthead? So like he, I'm gonna kick your butt. <laughs> now he's gonna kick my, my butt. That's um, a spider. And, and, and it's guys. also like with him. Uh, I think the the cool thing is like we hate him so much, but we love him as well. But the actor is like the nicest person in I've the world. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, which is so funny. Yeah, right. I would love. I would love to meet that. him. I would love to meet of, of oh anybody from this movie. Honestly, I want to meet Biff. Um, hundred yep. percent. And he cool apparently got to hang out. He apparently ad-libbed a lot of his Biff-isms, a lot of the, oh, really? uh, yeah, like the mixed up, you know, where he would say, like, make like a tree and get out of here and of make here. like a tree and oh, leave. So good. You're about right. as useless as a screen door on a battleship. It's like uh, <laughs> a submarine, you idiot. <laughs> submarine, you idiot. I do. I do love when when his his uh, his older self corrects him in the second one. Oh, yeah. He but, gets yeah. he gets smarter later. <laughs> right. right. Like after, after like 70 years, he <laughs> yeah. learns uh, <laughs> he learns a couple of phrases correctly, but yeah, yeah. I mean, B- Biff is such a successful bad so guy. Good. You know, he instantly, Cannon! instantly in that first scene when he wrecks the car and he's in there and he's ta- he's talking to George McFly and he's yeah. just you know shitting all over his life. You know, it's like wow, I totally hate you. Like you know, just so detestable, and uh, and it's so effective. It's so so quick. Um, and also that. how they use his uh what do you say in english like his posture like he's always right. like way he's got... taller than marty like way yeah. taller like... yep he stands up wicked straight wicked <laughs> yeah, he you looks know imposing 20 years older than marty just the, the mm. perfect bully right. like look and feel and all of it it's and then just... uh, speaking of his posture i love so much one, one little detail i i feel confident that it was it was uh what's his name tom wilkins no what's his name uh tom uh cruise no, 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 no. <laughs> Biff. Uh, oh, he's small. Thomas I, F. Wilson, yeah. Wilson. Well, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I feel confident that it was Tom that brought this to the the moment. But at the very end, when we see the uh, the very humbled Biff, who's really lame later in life, and he's just waxing George's car, he keeps doing this like <laughs> this goofy like one arm on his side, but way too high, like like is just just resting his arm on his side. Oh, and yeah. it's just, just one arm and he does it twice and it's it, it makes him look so goofy and dumb so it's, wimpy and silly it's, it's really like a very wimpy silly like it's the opposite of a power move like he's right. like he looks so goofy and i just i love it because you would never see him do that before 
and he just adopts that just at the very end of the movie and he does it he does do it in two two parts yep. one when he's outside and he's like you know uh george is like now biff make you're not trying to put one over on me again are you he's like uh ah, sorry mcfly mr mcfly i'm starting I mean, the second i know it's just starting the second <laughs> coat now, now. You, know, you know already and, and then he, did the second coat and then he and then he does the arm he does the like one arm on up on the side and then like later yeah. he does it one more time it's just so it's yeah. just a little little yep. decision that i think the actor made that just cracks me up and i think the movie is literally just full of that just full of actors just getting to play and getting to make you know just sort of normal people into these like cartoon characters and he also had a lot of cool stuff in the theme park ride he's a lot in the video the theme park ride wow i i loved that that's like 40 minutes or something he is on the entire time christopher lloyd as well i mean the ride is on imdb as like credit for all these actors and i kept i kept meaning to look into it but i i am not familiar with it at all i've heard uh, i've seen it before but i can't really remember it too much but i've heard he he did he is like he is the ride yeah so I actually have been on it when I was a kid. Um, oh, wow. They had they had it at you know I forgot all about this. The back to, it was just back <laughs> brain to the fu- blast. It was literally Back to the Future: The Ride. Great Scott! Great Scott! <laughs> Whoa, and, heavy. Yeah. What are you? You have problems with gravity in the future, Marty? Um, yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was a motion odyssey ride, as they're called. So your seats um, don't actually go anywhere, but they do tilt. And they simulate motion by um, either tilting or blowing air at you that makes you feel, it tricks your brain into, into feeling like you're moving. So it's a combination of the movie that's playing on the screen that you have uh, glasses for. And um, they'll, they'll blow wind at your face and they tilt your seat and you just, I swear to God, it 100% works. You just feel like you're moving. Um, it's like and playing Arctic Thunder, where the wind sounds is like my highly modified NES. It was. Uh, it's probably uh, <laughs> right. probably a little better than that. In fact, <laughs> I would say it was pretty cool. No, it was. Uh, it was. It was great. And what they do is, and you know, Disney will do this now too, and I'm sure Universal Studios does with rides that are like really big, big rides that they know a lot of people are going to be there for. They sort of have made the line section entertaining, or as entertaining as they can, because standing in line sucks. So they they sort of, you know, place little some of them have like games along the way. But with this one, there were different sections where you would get part of the movie. And you're right. Tom Wilson was Biff and he was stealing something. And then he had a second DeLorean and uh, it was up to us to supposedly get in the DeLorean uh, with the help of Doc Brown. And we had to chase Biff through time. And there's so like a cool. there's like a T Rex and stuff that you uh, you kind of encountered later, and it really was uh, the first time I had ever experienced that motion odyssey thing, that and I thought so it cool. was incredible. I remember that now, like uh, I can't believe I was probably nine years old. You've um, basically seen Back to Your Future five, pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So n- no Michael J. Fox, but you know it was it was Christopher Lloyd and Tom Wilson. But I think that, it's also was... fun because it's only those two, you know. I make mm-hmm. you know, of course, we would have wanted the entire cast, but it's kind of cool. It's just like these two characters, yeah, now. right. I mean, like yeah. if it was Marty, you know, like your perspective would be occupied, right? Like you have to be the yeah, role you, of yeah, the first person, right? So like they kind of felt like they probably couldn't, right? Have them in Christopher there. Lloyd's talking to us instead of talking to Marty, yep. right? Yeah, it's yep. a good yeah. point. You're not yeah. just watching like a trailer. Like right. You are in the movie. Yeah. 
And that, they followed that up with a, a bunch of other rides that were similar to that too. I mean, I remember, I do remember a T2, um, it wasn't really a ride, but it was sort of like a, a theater that you would go in and it was a 3D thing. And they had, they had like Edward Furlong and I, I, I don't think they had Arnold, but I feel like it was probably Edward Furlong and Linda Hamilton uh, were definitely in it. You said this was at Universal? Mm-hmm. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. No, I've Might never have, been to any. I mean, it's like possible. That. It's possible know, I'm wrong. Been. And it's possible it was MGM Studios back in the day, but uh, it was one of the two had it. Um, very, very fun. The, the coolest but, yeah. theme park I've ever been in, and it's like in, in Iceland. Is your backyard. It's like, a, well, I guess, yeah. Now that I think about it, but uh, <laughs> which like, is actually Sky, is Sky It's actually better, yeah. It's, it's like Sky uh, in in like a mall in the city, the main city in Iceland, and it's like a fake monkey in a cage, and it gives you like a ball. That sounds really a, fun with a with a bunch of crap in it, dude. That sounds amazing. <laughs> like I've never really gone out of Iceland. It's mm-hmm. Maybe uh, like where am I supposed to go? Um, <laughs> you can come like, visit us now. My girlfriend wants to take me like to these cool, you know, uh, you know, go to like a beach and all that. And and um, yeah, I've totally missed out. Like when I'm watching some of my fellow retro collector friends, they're like going to all these like cons mm-hmm. and like just a huge space full of like retro nerds like myself and like they're selling this or showing this i'm like oh my god <laughs> like i i gotta i gotta yeah, leave cons, this island cons are uh oh, one of definitely one of my favorite things i mean joe has been to i think the most gamer cons and and yeah. tim uh well tim you always go to pack so that's that's a big yeah, one but i think joe's that's been really to more one. different ones for sure right yeah. yeah i've been to um uh retro world expo uh too many games that's in pennsylvania uh what else oh, i can't remember the other ones southeast the, game exchange South, yeah, that, yes thank one. you so, yeah, it kind of kind of like yeah. blows my mind sometimes when i'm like, like thinking like oh yeah joe can just like drive there right i cannot right. drive there right. i'm on an island <laughs> right right it kind of that's know, true stops me sometimes like oh yeah you, they can just go there it takes yeah, that, time but they that can is just very go true there. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, and I, I love, I love going to cons. I'm more of like a, a horror, pop culture, comic con type guy. Um, yeah, and it's so cool. You can just find what you like, and you can. Just yeah, there's, there. there's a lot of them. There really are a lot, and there are a lot of them around. I mean, I, a couple of weeks ago, I spent the whole weekend uh, working one of them as my, uh, you know, selling my books. So like, it is, it's, it's, it is a really fun experience, and that is something that, you know it's interesting to hear that you're looking at that from the outside, that whole thing, that whole world of, of cons. Yeah. So missing but, out. Well, that see, is, it what, is really what, fun. Hardcore. What I, what I'm hearing like is that a, you need to come visit the States and come yes. to some cons here. That's what I thought. And, too, and yeah. B, B the other around. thing is that once you establish yourself firmly as Iceland's premier video game, uh, YouTuber, <laughs> you can start your own con. And you can Lake call it Con. Lake Con. There you go. Burger time. Bring Burger your NES time. controller or Burger get out. And, and oh, that's, that's just... what it costs to get in. You had to be, you <laughs> yeah. buy an NES. Show me out. your NES controller. And like someone comes with like an NES mini controller. Nah, get out. Get out. Show oh, me your G- converted PlayStation 1 that plays I don't NES. see any like fingerprint f- fat on this thing. 
Get out. What about what about this? I have the NES advantage. Does that count? Yes. <laughs> and I, I stop one that is about to go in. No, wait, bring that guy back in. Like, yeah. What is Ninja Gaiden? I don't know. Get out. Get this fake guy out. Wait, is it how how do you say it? Gaiden or Gaiden? That's what I've I always said you. like Ninja Gaiden. That's what yeah, 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 in, in the in yeah. the movie The Wizard, he's like Gaiden. So Gaiden. I'm like, Gaiden. Yeah. Gaiden. Like I grew up saying Ninja Gaiden, but now it's it's Gaiden because I know that I'm wrong. Yeah, but yeah. Gaiden. Oh, right. Gaiden. We, we uh, used yeah. to just say like that ninja game. That game with the ninjas and the stuff. The ninja game. Wait, so Lake, how do you say uh how do you say the the NES game that's spelled F-A-X-A-N-A-D-U? How would you say that? Faxananadu. Or something. I actually own that game, I, and whenever I read the like, how like what? That's, what are that's, you? That's the right. hardest one to pronounce. Right. Nobody it's can such pronounce a hot it. mess. Faxanana do it's 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 actually we we did an episode on it. It is Fazanadu. It's a Z, what? and there's a whole reason. There's yeah, a whole reason. Yeah. Tim covers the whole thing in our in our short episode. I'm very very knowledgeable about this one thing. I looked up five <laughs> minutes before the episode, uh, but yeah, I guess so. So the series of games is called Xanadu. You know, like, like, just, I don't know, like this, the mythical like the, realm of Xanadu. It's yes. like, oh, wow. I don't know, it's in like literature and shit. And, and there's um, a, there's a bonkers Olivia Newton John movie as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the concept of the name was that it's Famicom Xanadu. And so it's Fuzzanadu, but, but nobody in their right mind yeah. would, would read it that way. So it looks like, it looks Fax like Xanadu. Fax Xanadu. Or Fax, yeah. Fax Bananadu. The other, the other one is wow. uh, is Astyanax. That's the other contention. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Astyanax. Yeah. Yep, yep. I have a like a well, uh, I have a couple of like Icelandic uh, retro collector friends, and and we not necessarily like collect stuff from Iceland, but there's a lot of stuff here in this island that people are just like keeping in their loft, and I'm the guy that asks them gently to take that box out of the <laughs> loft and send it over here. Uh, and these <laughs> these friends of mine, they they uh always make fun of me when i bought that specific game mm-hmm. for a really high price and i didn't really notice uh, i was like ten thousand isk i don't know what it is necessarily in dollars maybe maybe seventy five dollars seventy five bucks he's like what because for me in iceland that's like ten thousand isk but for you guys it's just like 75 so for me it's like <laughs> damn that's cheap 75 but then 75 when I look at it, of like, anything is... i'm like oh god <laughs> holy shit Ten thousand of anything uh... so i actually have like a uh like a an app on my phone like sure i can go to like any site but i have an app like if i'm buying something amazon or whatever it shows me like what it is in my the conversion my currency so i'm not like yeah, buying yeah. a car <laughs> right when that's i'm playing like a, that's important a, a famous yeah. famicom game or something right right you gotta make that's sure nice. you gotta check <clears throat> they, they they love to gouge got it gotta check so one of the things we love to do on this show is to get really really way off the rails and we've done that <laughs> we, oh, and sure. we definitely it are. stops uh, now it's okay but you know we do we do have other movies to get to as well so so for sure so okay we got we got this classic movie. Everybody knows it. Is there what else can we talk about with this first movie? Like when I think 
I think I think one of the things I, I I feel like I noticed too is is one of the things that you said Lake was the song you know the power of love oh and uh, I feel like I feel oh, like Huey, Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis in this movie oh. is so goddamn good and it's quite fun with that like I don't know if a lot of kids would have noticed that but my my dad noticed he's like mm. oh hey. The guy who said like that's you you guys are too, too darn loud. That's him. Yep. I'm like who? Yep. <laughs> you know. see you see this movie? It's got the news. It's this got the movie news. Movie is the news. Actually, it has oh, everybody man. but the news. It has it the one it guy. Just, who... It just has Huey. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, ha- yeah. Who is Huey Louie? Like Huey, that? Huey Dewey and Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ate too much. He's just the anchor. Something. He's just the anchor. That's that's all he that's is. It. That's it. <laughs> I do love how Marty has the sports poster up on the wall, and uh, I never noticed it until you just pointed that out, Tim. Yeah, you can just barely see night. it says sports. Yeah, because you can't see Huey Lewis on band, it. It just right. says the word sports, sports, which is one of Huey Lewis's, you know, more famous 80s yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like that song Power of Love could just be in every scene. Frankly, oh, and, and and that's not <laughs> fair. That's not fair to the soundtrack because the soundtrack. Oh my god! I gotta touch on this before I forget it. I was going to think about this out on sea. I'm like, I gotta talk about this on the episode. And then a wave hit the boat. I'm like, oh, I cannot lose this out of my brain, even though I feel a little bit sick. And I noted it down on my phone. All right. We're get good. get your get your Icelandic mix all is. over this, Just and you will it. probably agree with this, mm. uh, and everyone in the world. Okay. So I think the coolest thing <laughs> about the 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 well, okay, maybe the first movie. I don't know if this is in the other ones, but this is such a genius thing. Like like and then it stops. Like for example, when. Uh, Doc Brown is trying to like put the the electric thing together next to the tower. Is like he, he's about to do it, and then the okay. music stops, and he yep. can't reach. Like da, yep. da, 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 and it makes us stop and think like, what's going on here? Because mm-hmm. the music stops. Okay, and then Marty is like driving the DeLorean, is about to hit the the wire. Like that, that stops again. Something else is happening. I've never seen music that you hear all the time throughout the entire movie never gets old and used like that to, to use as an action. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, that's that, interesting. That, 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 it stops. It's, and, you know, it's, I, I didn't know. notice that Amazing. either, but that is, that is really interesting. And, so there are, and they also do it. They do it in a lot of scenes. So this is, you know, a, a perfect example of a musical motif that they took that <clears throat> theme that they established at the beginning. Yeah. And then the composer kind of, separated it out and broke it up and changed the feel of it to match all these different scenes of a movie and that level of com- of composing for film is mm. just so rare these days yes. like you almost never yeah. ever see composers put that kind of effort into establishing a theme and using it and doing variations on a theme because one of the other things um that that song is used also in like any of the scenes where it's kind of like mysterious or like a little bit tension building like yeah. like you pointed out you know the abrupt stop is really effective but also sometimes you just get the womp, womp, womp. yes like it, zooming like, it, on like, something and it, or... and it like mm-hmm. hangs on that third note for a long time because it's, it's kind of genius. like a, it's just a, an uneven note that doesn't resolve and uh, and you just kind of get like that tension and it's phenomenal it's yeah, also phenomenal. used for like emotional effect in Back to the Future 3, like, uh, you know, Doc 
and the and um what's her name oh god jennifer jennifer yeah when they are like you know romantic scene or something or sad or a sad scene or you know uh, it, it gets like a, a a slower version of the song. It's it's used a lot. It's just a, it's just a, yep. like a trademark, I guess. It just fits everything. Mm-hmm. Just use the same song all the time. It, yeah, it just yeah. Works. Alan Alan Silvestri, um, and just just truly amazing. amazing. I I also think of the Ghostbusters theme, not the song, but you know some of the the rhythm, like there's just like little elements that they use throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie and that i geek out so hard for and, mm-hmm. and actually the new ghostbusters movie brought back a lot of those musical motifs and used them throughout the movie and even yeah, I noticed. even even like it refused to play the whole thing for like the first hour or so of the movie it kept teasing you with little sections of it and then you <laughs> finally get to hear the whole thing and i was just like oh it's so good they know exactly what they're doing so I I love that I love that mm-hmm. so much and and man does Back to the Future have that in spades nailed just down nails it yeah yeah that really was more of a thing back then it's true that nobody really does that anymore they're not concerned in it but it's funny like it was so common back then like it would be in like cartoon shows would do that mm-hmm. like I remember distinctively uh, Ducktales would do that there mm-hmm. would be versions of the same uh, three or so songs that were in that show that were the background incidental musics and they would. They had different versions and it would, you know, it would have one purpose to establish mood, whatever the mood of the scene is. And it's just the same couple of songs and it really makes it feel like it. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why Star Wars is so special. You know, it makes it feel like it. There are a few themes that you just hear and you're instantly there. You can hear the opening note to the twin sons theme. And like, it's just instant, instant Star Wars. It doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's you just know. that feeling you get when you hear that tone Did you, it, it, like even mm-hmm. when like let's say we would have a game right now and i would i would like play a little bit of a tone from a, a song that i knew that you knew for sure but just hearing that like that small bit you would know it just it's stuck in your brain mm-hmm. you know from you know where that note is from <laughs> it can be in the middle of the song even and you you just know that Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yep. kind of like that song is just the entire song is stuck yeah absolutely it's and it, it's your, it's amazing your... how something that simple can affect your mood and can uh you can attach it to a memory so so strongly uh yeah. and we we certainly do that for movies uh lake you and i were talking yesterday uh briefly about lord of the rings and hobbit and you know our fandom for those and various token My things hands and, are and... shaking we were uh, I'll, I'll keep that for <laughs> we you know the i said the 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 opening notes of the hobbit cartoon the 70s hobbit cartoon yeah. is like it just it it affected me like no other thing did like that just chord that they start with and then you hear john mm-hmm. houston as gandalf who is still my favorite gandalf and he uh he just says you know the opening of the of the the you know, in a hole in the ground lived a hobbit. And, and it's, but it starts with that chord and it's just, it's so minor and it's so oh, not sad. It's not sad, but it, it, it's, it's it, forlorn. It, it's forlorn. It's, it affects you. It just pulls you in. I don't know. There are certain things like that. But yeah, I mean, Back to the Future absolutely is part of that. It's, it's a feel absolutely. good movie. It's such mm-hmm. a feel good movie. Marty is so, upbeat and fun even though he's you know 
you know, really fighting against his own erasure from the timeline. Right. right. Um, because unlike unlike Marvel and the multiverse and multiverse of madness and all this stuff, all these, you know, various branching timelines like we saw in Loki and Doctor Strange 2 and all these different things that they're showing us, you know, in the world of Back to the Future, there is one timeline, period. You just go forward and you go back and that's it. You're not creating branching pocket universes or anything like that. This is yeah, literally just right. one thing. So if you go back and then you go forward again, you're going to see yourself. And uh, even if, you know, and, and it muddies every single time you go back and forth, you're going to see like another version of yourself. And now another, another version of yourself. Right, right. Yeah, you and know, I was always like stopping. Uh, like well, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted the... did the same thing. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. But I wasn't necessarily stopping the film when I was watching it with my girlfriend, but I was like, you know what? Now there's two cars. Okay. Now, right now there's two cars, but earlier, like five minutes ago, there was just one, but now she's like, back and she's now like, I get it. Here. I'm watching. I, I like, okay. It. I'm, just let me watch. She's like, movie. stop mansplaining the movie already. And like, like, uh, things happen in the movie. I'm like, like mouthing it, like mouthing the, the lines. <laughs> I bet, I bet, I bet she had a good time. Yeah, and and when when the the DeLorean is is backing out of the you know the truck the first time I'm like oh my god do you know what type of a car that is Oh I bet you were you were the most annoying person ever to watch this with <laughs> You're like watching movies with my aunt Sandy like, Don't watch oh, Lord of the Rings with me I'm like get right there Wickham Mortison broke his toe hitting that helmet Did you know like I'm that guy I'm that guy This is when they should have met Tom Bombadil but he's not in the movie because he doesn't make sense and nobody knows what he is not even Tolkien It didn't matter he was just his beard is longer in the books you know god in in the beta script they just flew eagles right to mount doom but they said it was too short so the eagles (laughs) talked in the book did you know the eagles talked and the the lord of the eagles lord guahir he had a whole line and he all these all these lines of dialogue but they cut it out because it would have been silly Honey, do you see this eagle? That's a small eagle. You should see the other eagles. Oh like, my god, my lord! Yes, yes we're my, the worst. Uh, we're my... all the worst. We deserve to have no no spouses. And I I had to like I had to be that guy when we were watching. I was like, honey, look at that sign right there. It says two pines. But I, I, I keep Twin that in pines. mind until later. And yep. then you know I was like, see that. Lone pine. She's like, yeah, what? I pointed that Remember out. Remember when another, he hit the tree? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> that's another thing I didn't notice until last night. So, when does he hit the tree? When does he take out the tree? When, uh, when the, the guy is like, when he goes into the smash the car into the barn and he's like, yeah. runs out with a shotgun, like, hey, you and he like goes and drives over yeah. one of the pines. Drives over one of the pines. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, another thing I didn't notice was the um, the 8-bit pointed all of these things out last night the uh the the truck full of manure right do you want to tell this 8-bit? yeah uh yeah i think it's neat that in the first movie you see the truck full of manure that they hit they go oh shit and they hit it and they show the side of it and it's like d johnson is the name on the side but then in the later movies i don't remember if it was two or three i think it was three but they establish like this this person this d johnson person and i mean the gag reoccurs of them hitting a thing and getting crap all over them um but like they they keep referring to d johnson and i think eventually in the third one that character is on screen like you see them in one scene and it's just it's it's just funny because you know it's like such a throwaway random thing 
Um, and and I love that. Like it it is a a movie that you get a lot of different things out of the more you watch it because mm -hmm. there's so much attention to detail to all of the little elements all over the movie. And and I. I think that's intensely fun. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even notice that the truck that Marty gets at the end of the first movie was in the beginning of the movie, you know, that he's, he's kind of looking at it and he's like, Oh, you know, someday I'm going to get that truck and or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, when he's, look when at he's that be four in, by four, when he's, look when at he's that sad, four by four, <laughs> look at that hack job. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I mean, and also there's a couple of other things that I noticed, um, I noticed this before I saw it on like YouTube, like top 20, blah, blah, blah. Um, when we, we even talked about this scene earlier, I was about to mention it there, but then I fell out of my brain. It's when <laughs> I, like now, Biff, uh, are you like, uh, you know, when he's about to put the second coat. Yep. Yep. No, sorry. That's the wrong one. When, when Marty goes home for the first time and we see his father and everything for the first time on screen, he's mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm sorry, son. I'm just not up to like this type of deal. Like he can't. Yeah, this he's like I'm really bad with confrontation. Uh, and, uh, Biff, Biff is my supervisor, yeah. and uh... I'm just not. Like there's a <laughs> there's a jar of like um, candy. It's like Maybe the peanut M &M's. brittle that he pours. Oh, oh, okay. No, I know. <laughs> that was supposed to be cereal. They shoot that scene a couple of times, and he always takes the candy out. So if you watch in the beginning, it's full. And then it cuts to Biff. He's talking to Marty's father, blah, blah, blah. It cuts back to Marty and it's like almost empty. And he puts his hand into it again and takes another candy out. And it's almost empty. Like it's clearly just like <laughs> it just 60 balls are gone <laughs> out of this jar. This is a and lot I of noticed takes. this before I even saw this thing on, on, on YouTube. There's a bunch of stuff like this that I... I don't know. I I pay way too much attention to everything on screen. That makes it so much more fun, though. It's it's really fun to do that. And I kind of want to ask you guys. I have it here on my notes, on my six pages of notes. Oh my god! Uh, knuckle cracking sound. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, like, what is your favorite scene? If you like, um, do you have a favorite scene from the movie? It doesn't even have mm. to be the famous scene necessarily. Uh, but, yeah, actually, I I have one that I can mention. Um, yeah. There's that that one scene where where Marty's dressed up in the uh, in his hazmat suit, and he, that's really he's, good. He's he's in his his father's bedroom, <laughs> and uh, he plays him a, a some a sound clip from Van Halen, quote unquote, and he puts it into his father's ears, and he turns on the 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 Walkman and wakes him up. And the music that's playing is not Van Halen. Yeah, right. At all. That's good. Do you know who it is? No idea, but it's oh. not Van Halen. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. When he was Darth Vader. He was Darth Vader from the from planet. The planet. Vulcan. planet fucking. <laughs> it sounds yeah. he says Vulcan, but it sounds like he says Insane planet fucking. fucking. Yeah. And that is quite fun. Like all these people like loving Star Wars and the people loving this and that. This was like, hey, we love it all here. Here we go. Right, right. right. All the references yeah, here yeah. for you in one soup. Right. Uh, he he did he did Wars and Trek in that one scene. It was great. Um, yeah. I you know I I uh, I'm just gonna go with the scene at the very end where we get that I already mentioned with Biff being goofy and being a total total beta to George who gets to be cool for the only time that was that was really good. <laughs> um, or when George you know punches Biff is is amazing too. Really, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. See that that I, yeah, uh, I, that uh, handshake and then hits him and he get he hurts himself. 
doing that. Yeah, yeah. I yep. but but it's great. He like he hits him so hard. Biff spins around. He's got instant. Oh, in like, what a like, hit, man! Oh, yeah, Mike Tyson, so what? Whopped him. Boom! He's dead. Oh, someone has to make make him into like the NES game. They call me Glass George because because I I I have a I have a a one victory under my belt. I one hit. I, Should I, I say, damn, some, sometimes I, I drink orange juice and I when I do, I pour it into a, a glass and then I drink it out of the glass. Male. He's Thus so awkward. Was born. <laughs> He's so awkward. I feel like you could go yes. on forever. I am your terrible. density. <laughs> your destiny. I mean, I mean, you're. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, and, and, and you know. And you're supposed to just like get over the fact that he's a total creeper too. Like he, like right, right. He was literally like up the tree. He's a peeping town. Yeah, he's a peeping town. My kind of guy. And whoa, Uh. Uh, uh, retro reductibus does not in uh, in does not contain peeping peeping and or toms. uh, I'll delete this from my notes. Any peeping tomery of any kind. Um, I just love uh, speaking of that scene. I love how he falls out of the the tree. And then, you know, Marty pushes him and whatever. So we get his perspective. And the dad, uh, uh, Leah Thompson's dad, what, what's her name? And what's her name in the, the movie? Oh, mom. shit. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the, the, the mom. Yeah. We get yeah. we get her dad and he's like, another one fell out of the tree or like or no, he's like, I almost hit another one. So uh, the, the, yeah, implication, it's like a lot. the implication <laughs> is that there are many other men climbing and falling out out of that same tree mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. almost getting hit by him because they are staring at her changing it's maybe like the, the father <laughs> of her is a time traveler and he has seen this many times uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god it's be. so weird like movie in, six you're it's not even a hidden tree i mean it's it's in it's, it's right it's in front right of over the road i mean the like everyone would see you parks the, the bike like on the tree come on man come on i know man. Uh, disagreed he is not midday well maybe he had to use the the bike to like lift him up to the tree yeah maybe maybe maybe, perhaps um Um, i feel like uh if i had to pick a favorite scene it would probably be uh at the dance at the end when uh marty runs up against the 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 car of the band of uh oh oh, so good martin Martin in in the starlighters and and you know he's like you know, call, calls him a spook, and then all of the band comes out of the <laughs> car and so says, good. "Who are you calling spook, Pekka Wood?" It's like yeah. it's like my favorite scene in the whole movie. And they just, are all like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I yeah. know. It's like yeah. the band is just gonna kick his ass. He's so screwed. Yeah, I love I mean, it. 19... And they say and they save the day. Yeah, for 1985, there's like some low key progressivism here. So we we get totally. that scene, which is like they totally turned the racist comment like right on its head and like completely won the day in that scene. Yeah. And also yeah. you have the uh, the guy who grows up to be the mayor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know? Mayor. Yeah. Mayor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, like Mario. But he's like, I was oh, like explaining to my girlfriend, it. like that guy right there, he's about to be mayor. He's like, what? Yeah. In the in the I like yeah. the sound of that. She missed the whole movie because you were explaining it to her in Iceland. Yeah, I think so. Mayor. You saw like a trailer, I guess. Right. But uh, but yeah, I thought that was really really cool. Uh, that they took two two instances to have a black character rise above in the fifties, which was yeah, and it's also great. just you know I think it's more just not necessarily because of that, but it just 
<clears throat> came to mind like yeah this is definitely a movie just for everyone absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh what what about you i think, I think my favorite scene? scene i think i have two scenes like i don't want to have it too generic but it just hits me so hard when the when the delorean goes back or time travels to the future our eyes for the first time ah, yes. we see the the fire on the Einstein. ground and they're yeah. like looking into the camera like oh my god man and just Marty's the sound and seeing totally the thunder just, it's crazy and the, the effect of the flaming like tire yeah. is just the coolest damn thing it looks like oh it looks great yeah, yeah. Looks great. and yeah. i think i also just kind of like talking about long one shot scene it's like the scene when that happens and like doc is uh we get these famous lines where like uh doc you know is so impressed he goes back and forth and then marty is like uh doc you're telling me you made a time machine out of a delorean you didn't, didn't you know all that that's a famous thing that's one long take as well nice. and i wonder i wonder the entire time when i was watching that long take i was like how many times did they, they yeah did they, they have do to do it, it? yeah yeah but I think my favorite scene in the back, I have a favorite mega favorite scene from Back to Future 3, but I'll just get into that we'll later. We'll save that. We'll save that. But uh, yeah. for me in Back to Future 1, I think my favorite scene, <clears throat> um, I don't know why it is, but I, I, <laughs> I like it a lot when, when George McFly is like, it's just, it's just so him. He's like, he's about to tell tell her like the density he's like chocolate milk no milk yeah chocolate and then he like <laughs> swings the out of nowhere just, like, just yeah. and he grabs it like i was like wait why right. like who the hell gets themselves psyched up by just chugging a like a chocolate, chocolate milk, milk and i bang. i love that he just doesn't say chocolate milk he's like milk chocolate chocolate you know? like, like that's more badass like, i know no, it's not Right. <laughs> how, how, what's the most badass way i can order a chocolate milk oh there milk. is none no wait chocolate, chocolate. You know? it, that that's a great one i i totally <clears> love that that one too but i mean there's so many like crazy uh, scenes like when when they when he's being followed by the gang they're following him and he goes to the yeah. skateboard and all that there's so many things but i think like that's my that's the scene i smile every time i see it so i, I it might be my favorite that scene. that's that's great perfect that's answer perfect, perfect that's answer perfect. um chocolate all right, awesome. So, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to push us forward. If there's anything left, left hanging, if there's well, any fruit, I think hanging. I have a perfect thing to end on. I'd, I'd love to hear. <clears throat> so, um, if we're gonna wrap it up, one of one of my uh, like deep seated memories of this movie was it was the very first time ever that at the end of the movie it ended on a cliffhanger, and and I just remember feeling like, oh my god that's it there's there there is no other one there's nothing else that happens they end it there i don't remember ever feeling like i cannot believe it's over and i was so desperately wanted more um with that cliffhanger ending and you know we had to wait four years and this was not the age of the internet we didn't know four years ahead of time that we were going to be getting that movie so you know just had to wait and wait we just didn't know we had no idea um so i remember watching it actually at uh my aunt's house i think for the very first time and um i remember it ended and and i was like wait what happened like did something i thought something had gone wrong with like the broadcast or something or did the the tape did it eat the tape the rest of the movie and she's like that's no that's how it ends they end it like that i'm like what 
And I don't think Grandma, I, you're crazy. Yeah, I don't think I ever had that experience before where I was just like outraged and uh, and just like pained because I needed to see what happened next. It's just such a likable yeah. cast and, and story. It just can't go anywhere. They have a freaking time machine. It can yeah. go endlessly. Of course, right. it never should go too far. But but they end it. They, they, they could have just had the simple ending, but to have, you know, everything is getting wrapped up. Everything's nice. Everything's good. You know, every, you know, George is in a better place. Biff's a loser. Marty's got his his four by four. And like, you know, and then everything's fine. Doc's in the future. And then he comes back at the last second. And it's just like, wait, what? There's more. And they didn't need to do that. And for them to have done that, like, is ballsy because damn. Oh, yeah. If they didn't ever make sequels like that would have been one of, I think, the most iconic cliffhanger endings ever. Uh, And also just how on earth did they? Did they not stress out when they when they figured out like, oh, we're going to have to make hill valley again right yeah right right like four yeah. years and we later, can never you know? touch anything of this because this yeah. has to be like this before this is like this crazy oh my god crazy but yeah pretty cool um so i i just want to say that because that ending is just such an ending yeah it, it really is it is a oh top i have to ending. add one more thing on the on the back to future one Go like i was talking about like uh legendary stuff from the movie that i found to be so unique like the car and just the the whole whole thing, um, the, the the music and everything. But I also, what makes me think about the movie every time, well, what I'm trying to say here, every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, this is such a cool thing. It's the picture, like they're fading from the picture. That's such a yeah. cool yeah. idea. Oh, it is yeah, a cool yeah, idea. Yeah. It like is a cool it idea. would have not been good if 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 Doc was like, <laughs> I don't know, your brother is gone. Like I don't know. Like is he missing? Right. Is he dead? It's a tangible right. thing they that convinced... can like show it. Yeah, right. Marty needed to be able to believe it. The disappearing of them is very cool and very scary. Really cool. You know, it yeah, gives it... you that that doom. You know, well, the you know what it is. Doom is the best. You know what it is. It's it's the ticking clock. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. It's it it's that that's the mechanism that makes the main character have not a lot of time to do what they're trying to do, which has that, which enhances the sense of urgency, which enhances the sense of excitement. And, you know, you, the stakes are so high and uh, that's, that's, that's what <laughs> separates a good story from a, a boring story. You know, if, if there's and no it's stakes. It's also kind of cool. Like yeah. if we would go back in time or, or in, you know, ahead of time, mm-hmm. we would want to go out and check things out. But like here, Doc is like, no, you cannot interact with anyone and they cannot yeah. see you or like what? Right. No, it's like, like oh, you have yeah, to yeah. do this quest. Right. You know? well, it'll be okay. I can hang around in the But then he uh, a meets week. a woman uh, and uh, has three babies. Yes. Yeah, he was much more responsible though uh, before that than oh, sure. uh, than say Rufus. <laughs> right. Rufus yes. is just like he's like he's like just go back in time and do whatever the fuck you want to do as long as you finish your report. Your report, that's all that matters. By six o'clock. And yeah. that's that's like you can fucking you want to squash some you want to squash some butterflies you want to do some butterfly effects like go for it like I don't even care as Sound long as of you, thunder I can't hear it I want uh, the report by six six, six o'clock that's what you got to yep. uh, clock in San Dimas always the Eiffel it. Tower never happened all right nope. well that's fine fine no problem no, no problem as long as you report complete uh yeah so anyway back to the future one awesome flick yeah. awesome I think flick. we've done it perfect script. 
Great Scott. Perfect. Great script. Scott. Per- perfect script. Great um, Scott. Great Scott. Marty. Uh, so perfect. Great. We've been talking for like an hour and a, an hour and forty minutes ish, give or take some. Uh, this this is a perfect halfway point for our three hour episode. Uh, Lake, <laughs> you're never going to sleep. Uh, oh, I'm don't worry. Don't worry. This the the second half of the episode will definitely, definitely not be as long, right? We can all <laughs> I would confidently say, say that. Definitely, right? probably. Right. Definitely, Bring probably. Maybe, on. maybe also. Um, but anyway, the first half of the episode ends here, and it is about time for us to take a short break. But before we do so, we have something to ponder. Octoponder, that is. Ka-chow! So we posted this question to you all on Facebook, and we will read our answers when we get back, as well as yours. So the question is that I posted. I posted Hmm. it today. Um, So if you didn't answer by now, too late. You're out of time. No, no, they can can ponder it now. They can ponder it over the break. No. Okay, but but you won't be read on the show unless you have a DeLorean and you <laughs> That's go back. That's true. That's what they uh, need to do. So, so if you could hop into a DeLorean and travel to any point in time, where would you go? Where would you go in your own DeLorean? So think about that, and uh, we will see you after the break. So stay tuned. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews audio podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Patsy, the angry nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will will see you you next Thursday. This is Larry Blamire, the director of Lost Skeleton of Cadavra, and you are listening to Retro Reductopus. Oh, yeah. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo ponder this. All right, welcome back aboard, everyone. Before we took a break, I asked you all if you could hop into a DeLorean and travel to any point in time, where would you go? What is the place in time you would travel to? Future, past, whatever. You know, think of Sonic CD. Future, past. You know, <laughs> what 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 are you uh, what are you working with? So, um, I will I will probably start it off uh, with an, an easy answer uh, for me because it's 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 the 80s. 
Um, I would go back to the 80s. And and if I had to, if I had to say, I'd probably go back to the late 70s so that I could truly like experience the transition. But the 80s is such a time period full of so many things that I've grown to love over my whole life. And, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, having my brother be 12 years older than me is part of that, that uh, exposure to it. But also, I don't know, like, I, I feel so disconnected from people that are like the same age as me because like or, or slightly younger because so many people are just like into all like current things and and modern music and in modern everything and i'm just like still listening to oingo boingo albums from the 80s and like <laughs> watching uh you know horror flicks and slasher movies from the 80s that i just haven't gone around to i i have a phil collins record literally two feet from me like i just i i just have such a love for this shit so i mean that's kind of the easy one of like i would genuinely like to go there and spend time and like that that's that's realistic uh if i could go to any other time real quick i would definitely just go you know probably look at a dinosaur and and then like promptly come back take a pic you know (laughs) right right snap one for the gram uh and then and then call it a day uh what about you nintendo uh, I'm gonna cop out and give the same answer that, that I gave for the uh, the Bill and Ted episode, and that would be to travel to the 80s and uh, go see Dio and Twisted Sister play in uh, in Worcester. Oh, hell yeah, because uh, would you like pay the ticket or go in time so you would just kind of oh, I'll pay it, it'll be legit. I'll I mean, it would have been all right. Back then, it would have been like what twenty bucks to see. Right, both. yeah. The money now is like you'd have way more, so it's probably like a yeah. ten dollars show. Right, but yeah, that, that'd be my pick because that'd be like nice. my my dream show. Yeah, you right. got a waiting From line, all that, you know, live it. Dio yeah. and Twisted Sister. That's a hell of a combo. I mean, right. holy crap! Absolutely. I I would I would give one of a one of my nuts for that. Um, all right, Parasite Steve. <laughs> I mean, you know, the obvious answer is dinosaurs. So, like, if if I had to pick, like, you know, going back to the late Cretaceous, some, you know, I don't know, like 68, maybe 69 million years ago, something like that, you know, you know, right around the time where the Triceratops was around because he's my fave. But, like, anything that I could see would make me the happiest person ever, and I could die there and be happy, (laughs) which is what would happen. So because right. because of that, because it's, it's, it's like a one way ticket, let's, let's be legitimate. It's a one way trip like it is. There's no way right. I'm surviving this shit. I'm you not punched equipped. your ticket. I'm not equipped. I work at a fucking I, I work at a, at a desk all day. I, I don't know. I don't, how am I supposed to deal with things with these? Throw a pan at it. I, that's probably not going to work. I, I don't know. I, I could bring I, I could bring a pan. Send uh, it a sternly written email. I mean, bring throwing <laughs> the pan will work, but I can bring some after that will work. I could bring some pester balls and then get some really good shots for Professor Oak. But wow, um, yeah. uh, that's uh, a this four. Is, <laughs> that's a four. But uh, I guess my real answer, because I want to survive the trip and make it back to have memories of said trip, is Damn. I really want to go back to like the early '30s and um, catch some of the Universal monster movies when they were first in theaters. Um, so if I go back to like you know, 1931, just before Dracula with Bela Lugosi premiered, I could see, I could see that. And then I'd be in for a good bunch of years of solid, solid flicks. Um, 
you know, see some, uh, see some Bride of Frankenstein, the mummy, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. The first Frankenstein that Dracula and first Frankenstein both come out in 31. So that's like, it's a good year. It's just a solid year. Um, and I think that would be amazing. You know, they used to, they used to dress theaters up in ways that they don't anymore. They would put up big, huge, like cardboard, like coverings on like pieces of the building pieces of the box office they would turn every surface into an advertisement to theme it you know not all theaters but like you know if i'm going to like west hollywood or something like i want to see like where they premiere you know um it would be i i just can't imagine anything cooler than that or like maybe maybe go back well well, I mean, 33 is King Kong. So I'd be there for King Kong. King Kong is like people supposedly like ran out of the theater because they couldn't believe what they were seeing. They were so scared of the how the, cool of the big be? monkey. Like, wow. Like yeah. the thought of like being in the theater as like a super just future creeper who's just like waiting for it to happen. I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine how fun that would be you would be the only one left in the theater trying to explain to people oh this is like done like this <laughs> i would tr- i would become i would become very much like you in that in that sense i'd be <laughs> like well you see this is what's happening here and they're just like Bleh! stop running people this is this is not real yes it's, a, it's not a big mo- it's not a big monkey folks it's it doesn't have a tail it's a gorilla it's not even a gorilla look at it look at the posture but anyway <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's a great that's a great idea. Um, all right, Lake, what about you? Um, kind of have two answers. Uh, the first one is just the one that I would definitely do is to go back to you know like uh, exactly when Sega Genesis versus Super Nintendo the war <laughs> was about to begin. I would just want to be in that war and fight that war, uh, right? <laughs> as in like being on both sides and just living all the releases and like when someone is <laughs> telling me like uh like uh N- N- nintendo uh, sega can't what nintendo just punch them in the face and just like i'm on both sides man um i don't know i would like to live in that war and be like in i don't know maybe a traitor be on both sides right like, listen right to you'd be a double agent it's like yeah yeah valid point yeah 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 you'd be, yeah, you'd be the yeah. man with no name it'd be uh, <laughs> yeah the, the yeah. good the bad and the sega genesis well, you know, I mean, bits. you know, <laughs> I would oh, be yeah, the no, only, I... only one that would know what that means, you know. Yeah, right. What, what, what is this? Bits. Well, you know, uh, Super Castlevania 4 is, is a better Castlevania game, but you know, I mean, Castlevania Bloodlines is pretty great. You know, it's the first appearance of the, you know, long time spear, series composer. You know, not, oh, wait, wait, not just a spear, a goddamn, a goddamn spear. spear. Goddamn, goddamn spear. spear. No, I think I would like to li- just, I don't know, live in that moment and like, like, I think the coolest thing would be like Chrono Trigger comes out tomorrow. Like that would be insane. <laughs> and everyone is like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know, whatever." That game looks like a game that people might play, and you'd be like, <laughs> "I'm like, oh my!" I bought uh, first of all, copies. I would buy like a lot of copies and then go back and sell it. Yeah, you uh, could buy all the copies of Little Samson, and then you you'd be set for life. And sell them oh, for yes. all the thousands of dollars. Yeah, keep like right, one. Right keep one copy just just one uh, i think the the second it, it, like this is the obvious for me but also now that i'm thinking about it i would also like to go because like i'm 1992 mm-hmm. and that's just like when i'm coming out right there so i didn't really experience like you know sonic the hedgehog was like 
being presented to the world when I was a when I was being born. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on that, but of course I grew up with Sonic and all that stuff. But like I would have liked to um, also be around when the NES was coming out for the first mm. time and like waiting for yeah. uh, all these rumors and reading Nintendo Power and we didn't have that in Iceland, Nintendo Power or anything like that. So um, I don't know, it would be cool to be like super psyched for like Super Mario Bros. 3 coming out and seeing it in the in going to the theater, seeing the wizard, seeing that in that movie, like I, I want to just experience stuff like this, right? Yeah, you're just talking yeah. about uh, Nintendo and my life, uh, basically, because yeah. we yeah. did all that stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I want that. I want to be here yeah. in the just snow, sleep. in the cold, trying to make my Sega work. You know, like, looking at reindeer poop. <laughs> We're slightly, yeah. slightly. Huh. I mean, I mean, the reindeer poop. Poop is Poop. better than the wizard, uh, technically. It's just yeah, a goddamn commercial Mario. for Mario 3. I mean, come on. It's a oh, goddamn commercial. <laughs> there you go. It's beautiful. California. <laughs> it is a goddamn commercial. God damn. It's so good. All right. So we got oh, some retroid answers, right? We do. We do. Steve, what you're are breaking up a, a little bit. A little bit of breakup. Okay. Well, I don't know. let's hope. All right, Beautiful. you're right. You're, I'm not breaking up with you guys. I'm not. Oh, we're not. We're still going out. I got so emotional. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 All right. Uh, so yeah, you a let's, hate uh, letter. Mm, sternly <laughs> worded email. I'm gonna throw a pen at it too. Um, so we have uh, we have a few answers from the retroids. Let's hear them. Let's let's read them. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna shut up. Uh, so Josh Nealis uh, says the set of BTTF, which is for those who aren't sure back to the future yes and freak them all the fuck out which is pretty funny <laughs> surprise oh, it's real it's me they're like <laughs> talking uh, about the scene they're about to shoot it's like hey guys uh, i'm back <laughs> from the future uh the past i mean i don't know he's like, where am i he's I mean, like who the hell are you shit. he's like oh I, I don't matter but i just i i've seen the movie and i can tell you about it it's gonna be great I would go straight to the producers like, guys, three movies. That's it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, Adam Letourneau says, while I feel like there are better answers in terms of time frames with more historical significance, I would want to go back to the 80s. I know I grew up in the era, but I was 10 at the end of it and didn't get to experience them as an adult. I would love to experience the concert scene and even more of the arcade life through older eyes mm. and oh mind. My God, uh, yes. Yeah. Going to these old arcades. I never experienced. I've never been in an arcade ever. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I own an arcade machine. I own Pac-Man. But I've never been into this experience before. Wow. Uh, yeah. You can come back to the 80s with me. Yeah. Yes. You, you, me, and Adam, we're gonna we're gonna take the 80s by storm. Get a sandwich and, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes. totally get a get a sub. No, we can play we can play burger time. Yeah. No, oh, yes. not yes. Get a get a real burger. Yes. 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 Lake get in time. Yes. Uh Stevie Grieg the second says, I'd go back to the 90s so I could actually experience them. I feel like there's a story there. <laughs> um, I blacked out. I missed the whole thing. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then we have Chris Hall, which says, the hell out of this present, uh, which is That's to say, uh, the, modern day, answer. the modern day sucks. Yeah. And uh, you're not yeah. wrong. Modern so, day. Tomorrow? 
Right. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, but then tomorrow will be the president. Still, yeah. But he will doesn't know help. that. When will then be now? Soon. Perfect. Marty. Uh, Justin Cooper says, last Thursday night so I can pay my phone bill on time. You know, he's pragmatic, that Justin Cooper. <laughs> Interesting. Always I mean, pragmatic. I mean, I feel it's a bit of a it's a bit of a lackluster usage of such a godlike power. But you know, Justin, if that's if that phone bill in some way inconvenience you and your life would be better for it, then who am I to judge? You've got to be able to call people, you know? I mean, those late fees, <laughs> those late fees can set you back like 10 to 20 years. They can. They can and they did. They follow. They uh, follow you around. You don't want. You don't want those. Lose your car. Lose your house. Who are you going to call now, huh? Lose your dog. I mean, really. Pay it. It's sad. Pay it. Uh, and then Tom Morse Jr. says he would go to after every DoorDash delivery I do in record-breaking time. Again, so, with the pragmatism. Right. That right. So just you know, just essentially, you know, okay, I have a DoorDash delivery. Yeah, these it, two people live in the real world. Okay. Yes. Um, which is real which problems. is ironic. Because they live in the real world with a DeLorean time machine to solve mm-hmm. their mundane problems, but you know it's valid. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that away. From S- such as it is, such oh as it is, so shall it God. be. <laughs> I would. Oh man, why didn't I think about this? I would go back in time and mess with everyone by switching the names of Greenland and Iceland. And Iceland, like it was <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> Well, they were named opposite. Which one's green? Which one's icy? They were the named oh. opposite. Uh, like the story is like the Vikings named it uh, different to trick mm-hmm. right. people, That's... explorers, so that they would go to Greenland thinking it would be paradise. Because and... it's very much the opposite. So right. that's that's interesting that that's actually accurate because I just assume everything we learn in America is probably just horseshit. So oh, like you that... heard about this? Yeah. Yeah, we were yeah, yeah we were taught that same thing as well. That's uh, that's literally the extent of what we know about the entire two countries. We're not that smart here. Pro- oh probably God. all. <laughs> we have like so many cool stuff. Viking sires here. Jeez. We we do we do have cons though. We have we have cons. We, we, have do have con- yeah, we don't have Vikings. Yep, we have cons and arcades. So it's a trade off. You know, you're dumb. Oh you're dumb, but you're entertained. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah. I you know. You know, it ha- it's it's it is what it is. It is so shall it. so shall it be. It shall. It this shall. day forth. <laughs> From here onward. Uh that's it. That's mm. all of them. Uh, all right. so thanks, thanks, Retroids. Thanks, thanks for the answers. Much appreciated. Much obliged. Mm. Uh, you know, enjoy your Much journeys. Enjoy your journeys to the store to buy that gallon of milk you forgot last week. <laughs> pay uh, that phone bill. Yeah, gotta pay that phone bill. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, you know, because you're out of time. Otherwise, uh, OK, we're going to move right on. We're going to we're going to charge ahead to the second half of the episode, which is to say the second two thirds of the film trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know you're all thinking, boy, that's a tall order. Uh, I got to work an hour ago and I don't have time for all that shit, but I don't care. You can pause us and listen to us later. So uh, we will start this section off talking about the natural next movie in the series that is back to the future 2 uh back to the future 2 which came out in 1989 correct right four years after the original yep uh and i i will say that i believe those four years are kind of a necessary period of time to have between watching the first and second movie i think watching them back to back 
there are so many similarities in the jokes and the scenes and the gags and all the stuff that they do that the second movie just kind of feels lame in comparison. That's my personal opinion. There's a lot of great scenes. There's a lot of great things with Biff time traveling to teach himself how to say shit the right way and and all that stuff but i think that the second movie is just kind of the low point of the trilogy but please you know i i would love to hear the arguments otherwise um and and to specifically highlight um some some things that were really you know enjoyed obviously going to the actual future was probably very fun for the movie to you know to kind of develop and to do and you get to see the futuristic shoes and the hoverboards hoverboards yeah all this other shark yeah and the fake shark the jaws 3d that nom 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 just you know star fox graphics yes Yes. (laughs) and uh and that whole elijah wood (laughs) and elijah wood Wood. right i want Uh, the arcade cabinet yeah i i i think that 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 is the most fun that I have in in this movie is getting that, and then it kind of does devolve into a lot of uh, similar scenes, similar jokes. So mm-hmm. so let's talk about yeah. it. You know, let's 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 unpack this. Well, I, I have a short odd thing about the second film that is only kind of in Iceland because I have an accent. Like whenever I'm speaking English, I'm translating it in my brain on the fly. Uh, but like. The Back to the Future 2 had a word I had never heard before and I never understood what the hell it meant. And that's almanac. Oh, oh farmer's uh, almanac. You mean yeah, yeah. paper? Like, what do you mean? A book? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's just a couple of years ago when I was like actually figuring out what the hell that meant. I didn't know. Right. Yeah, well, I wasn't like really compendium. sure what they were talking about. Almanac. Right. You mean the book or what? What? what Gotcha. It threw me off, man. <laughs> so, yeah, mystery. I, mean, I, I probably didn't know what an almanac was uh, until seeing this movie too. You know, it's not like something that I would. Is there have a character in the movie? Across. Who is this? Who is, is this Al Al Manic? Al Manic. That's funny, and you don't really like hear the term sports almanac too often either. Right. Um, so it's, farmers. it's really Strange. farmers, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. The farmers say it so many times yeah. to the movie. I'm like, yeah. what is this almanac thing? <laughs> is it like a, an almond? Is it like totally a nut, a delicious almond. snack? An almond would... snack. Ooh la la! <laughs> I know what that is, but you know. uh, that's very French, of course. Uh, oh, we, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You know, this movie as a kid uh, was my favorite for some reason. I don't know why that is. Um, I, I did lo- well I mean I guess I like the future stuff there are some good gags and like you, you basically mentioned all of them um, and Elijah Wood of course but uh, you know we uh, also sh- shout out to Billy Zane in the first one uh, Billy Zane who just looks like Elvis he just looks exactly like Elvis in that movie I, yeah, uh, yeah. He's, just, he's just one of Biff's dudes but um, he's the one that looks like Elvis uh, that's what he is but uh, so in Thank this one, like, much. yeah, it's it's really like, you know, in as a kid, I, I just for some reason put this one up on a pedestal and I was like, no, it's my favorite. And when people would say like, oh, it's the worst one, I'd be like, oh, whatever. You don't know. It's my favorite. It's so cool. And but since going back and watching them all uh, now, I watched all three of these movies last year at some point for the first time in like probably 10 or 15 years. It was it was a while. But just last night, the three of us got together and we watched the first one. So I didn't get to watch the second or the third um, since about a year ago. So they're fresh in my mind, but not super fresh. 
but yeah seeing yeah. it again was like wow yeah no it's it's definitely the least of the three and it's very repetitive as you said so so lake do you have uh, a different opinion do did you want to defend this one um for me mm-hmm. i feel like the second movie is just a really cool i think it's the the perfect like next step like going to the future and all that stuff like back to the future it kind of mixes the first movie and the second movie just in the title going back and then the future because the title was always kind of odd back to the future where are you going you mean back right. to the past right. all that stuff but i think like all the future stuff was so cool to see and it was cool to see like in our real time to see if those things would come out i don't know we're still waiting for that hoverboard we still have that fake thing that looks ridiculous <laughs> the only cool thing that that fake hoverboard thing did uh, mike tyson uh, flew on his head in a video have you seen that no mike tyson uh, is on like this fake hoverboard thing that we have he's like oh this is cool and then he <laughs> no. falls off and smashes into the ground i highly recommend it it's the best thing this thing ever did um but i don't know um for but for me i saw back to future one and then I saw Back to the Future 3, and then I saw the second movie. So oh. it's kind of odd for me. I'm seeing this differently. Um, and I watched the third one like scrillion times until I went to the city as a kid uh, this one time into this, like, for me, this huge, gigantic video store, which is honestly just a little bit bigger than the one that we had in my small village. But everything is so much bigger when I went to the city because all the houses are bigger and there's more houses. <laughs> more people um and i remember renting back to future 2 and i didn't understand because on the cover has marty and then doc is also there like looking at the clock you know Mm -hmm. in his hand like what what is this and i always thought this was the first one but just like yes part two but like i didn't know this was a a totally another movie. Like I thought this was just the other part I didn't see. This is the special edition. Yeah. So this was the director's my, cut. My brain, like the Back to the Future 1 and 2, is just like one long film, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then for me, 3 is the real like... Other one. The future movie. Like where they actually use the time machine to like... I don't know. Not necessarily because they go back to the Western, but that's just such a time travel thing to go to mm-hmm. the old West, you know, for me. But yeah, any that, classic uh, time period that, you know, yeah. that's romanticized, like you could have done the old West, you could have done medieval times, you could have done dinosaurs. You know, there, there are certain time periods that have been just used. because we know about them. Like, we don't know about the future. We don't know how it's going right. to be. Yeah, so, you know. right. But I could twelve hundreds in uh, Croatia. Nobody's nobody picks that. <laughs> yeah. How is the new Eurovision going to end? Huh? Like, <laughs> I want to know about know. Survivor love, season fifty. Love some Eurovision over here. Um, I don't know. I I like I liked it a lot. There were so many cool things in it, but it confused me as a kid because there were so many like things going back and forth. And but the, I think the coolest thing in the entire movie that I found to be just amazing was to see Marty go back uh, behind the scenes of the first movie. That was the coolest thing. Oh, yes. Like when he's playing on stage and those bags fall on those dudes, that was him. So, yeah. 
you yep. know, yeah. in the, yeah. oh man, that was the cool thing. That, and the, that and the funny great. thing is that he's just going back to the first movie and I just wanted more of that right. in there. You know? So the cool thing about the second movie is when they leave the second movie and they go to the first movie, I think. Uh, that is really cool. You're right. I forgot about that. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Nintendo, anything you wanted to say about the second one? Uh, you guys pretty much nailed it. I mean, it's definitely uh, not nearly as good as the first one. I mean, I did. I mean, I just watched it today. And I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it's not as good. It's more like a, a, a almost a rehashed version of the first movie. Mm. Right. In, in, in a way. In, and in, in a lot of ways yeah and uh, also you get elizabeth shoe you know replacing uh, the actress who played Je- uh jennifer did you guys ever notice that as a I kid i don't know i i probably didn't i yeah i mean it's it's weird it's like you know they 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 cast elizabeth shoe and then you're like okay she's gonna be in the movie clearly or something because they chose a different actress so it must have been a big role and then She's barely in nah, it. Falls asleep. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. on the porch. I'll, I'll be here <laughs> until the end. She chills out on the porch all the whole movie. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. whatever. You know, the Karate Kid. Uh, I don't know. Probably was she a few does years uh, play herself as her older self, and then she screams, double screams, and falls. I mean, yes, that's, yep. that's a scene, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yep, that's stuff. Oh, and, also, uh, the the it blew my mind, man. When he when she puts the pizza, the tiny pizza in the oven, and it, it just becomes oh, the, huge. The hydrate, oh yeah, the, the, yeah. the hydrator or whatever. Yeah, it's very Star Trek. Blew my mind. That was great. That was great. I wanted that. I, oh, they they bring out the full turkey. Yeah, full roasted turkey. TVs I loved like it. I loved channels. it. I loved it when she took it out of that hydrator thing. It was all, all steamy, and she picks up like it's nothing. But yeah, is right. it, yeah. It's supposed to be hot or. She's just, no, uh, in the future you have heat proof hands <laughs> <laughs> humans have evolved um yeah i i mean i i think that uh you know the other thing i i just feel like the second movie put a lot of focus on biff um there's so much biff kind of ex- expose and it's it's it is great i, I love old-timey biff um yeah i agree like like yeah. old old man I think Biff, this is I like say. a great movie for the character Biff because also when when Marty is uh tailing his car and trying to get the almanac from his car and they go into the <laughs> tunnel and all that stuff and like Marty is trying to get away on the hoverboard he turns the car around just trying to like kill him with the car all I find that's the most fun in Back to the Future out of all the things like all these cool things sure but like we got some interesting like Marty and Biff action and and stuff you know? that is true that's yeah. true. I, I mean it wasn't the first one but this was more like mm. all over the place with those two characters i would say that the the movie is not a terrible movie but i i do stand by that it's the worst of the three by a lot um yeah. it definitely has some great things about it it definitely has scenes that are memorable and worthwhile and uh, i think we've covered like a lot of them um from, from what i can remember anyway those you're basically all mentioning the things that i remember really liking and some stuff i forgot about we are but, there's one we are forgetting the main that? the main scene in, in back to future 2 okay what is it it's where doc brown's what where doc brown takes off his like uh face mask rips it off and he like he thinks oh, yeah, he looks yeah, yeah. like younger it's like how do i look 
Oh, you look, you look great, Doc. You know, he's this exactly the same. Nothing, nothing <laughs> yeah, changed. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, yes, great, I'm, I'm younger now. No, it's uh, you're you're <laughs> nothing changed at all. <laughs> look at me. All right. I don't know if you guys remember that. He like yeah. rips it off his face. Like, great, yeah. Doc. Nothing great. happened. Yeah, it's just, yep. and yep. it's just his just face identical. is like, how do I look, huh? <laughs> I love that, great, that you you have keyed in on like the small scenes, and oh, sometimes yeah. sometimes it really is like it is something like that that makes you love a movie that like Tim and I will come back to small stuff like that in certain movies. Like we have our 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 few little lines from like the Jim Carrey Grinch movie that we always go back to. We're right. constantly yeah. like there, there's the so scene horrible. where they're yeah where they're feeding him pudding. And, and there's just this one guy and Tim pointed it out to me like years and years ago and they're just cramming spoonfuls of pudding into his mouth as the Grinch and, and, and they're like, here, try this, try this. Uh, and he, and he's getting all gross up, but there's one old guy and he goes, this is not pudding. And he, and <laughs> yeah. he, fe- and he feeds just... it to him. And then he, and then the Grinch actually says, what is it? Right. Like, just it, chomps it a couple times. And then, what is it? What is it? But, but then they, they just blow past it and it's forgotten. And it's so easy to miss that like second. It's just a one the greatest movie joke. mystery of all time. What it's is? so funny. <laughs> I love that he just went there. He's like, no, I'm going to bring this other thing. This is not good. <laughs> so funny, yeah. Funny. Yeah. And I, I said earlier, look at that hack job. Look like, at that hack know, there's job. there's also, so many, so many quotes from, from that movie. Right? Yeah. But it's all minor things that are just make it that, so like you and you and I keyed in on mm-hmm. and and repeated a m- bunch of times so clearly with with lake you have these these couple of things like there's that something theme. there's one thing in that movie that i wish i had on the boat out on sea when it's raining and that's the jacket that just becomes dry in no time oh that'd be great yes yeah. there's nothing yes. worse than working on a boat starts raining you only have well usually i take two things with me like a waterproof like um a Nintendo waterproof Nintendo, not yeah. a jacket, <laughs> it's uh like a full body suit, like a poncho raining. Um, it's not a suit, uh, like a raincoat, like a windbreaker, a, a poncho. Yeah, it's more like you know, for water and wind, so I don't, it's got like a hood die out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the winter, guys, oh my lord, it gets cold, yeah. I bet we I can only that. imagine. I want that. We can only dream about your wildebeest waking rainbows. up seven in the morning, going out on sea in the cold and the winter and the rain and breaking ice out of like fish cages. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you live for it. Hand and a bat. And that sounds like an alien planet to me. And we live right. on Earth together. Right. We and are imagine imagine that we're like, all here like, on the same rock, guys. Being out on sea, breaking ice from like a fish cage all day, 12 hours, come home and like play the good old NES. Like people, oh, yeah. people the don't one game you're not what gonna I do play off camera. The one game you're not gonna play is icebreakers, though. Like fucking had no enough ice of that silence <laughs> or silent service. No ice levels, no silent oh, service yeah. or ice climbers. <laughs> Oh, ice climbers, right? Oh my god, no! <laughs> right, that's what I meant. Nothing with uh, boats on it. Nothing. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it's exactly this type of discussion that makes me go: How come every planet in a sci-fi movie is boiled down to a single town or a single city? I mean, there's like so many other things <laughs> right, that right. could be on there. You yeah. know, it's not like right, Tatooine right. is just Moss Eisley, right? Right. What's there's a the whole south? other side. What's on the South Pole? The West Pole? Or the East Pole. Yeah. Are there any yeah. different birds? Or yeah. Right, Jim- right. Yeah. Are there yeah. seals on the other side? I don't know. Is this on, the only uh, type of sand? 
Right. Is there red sand? Green sand? The sand smells of elderberry? When we were landing on this planet, I definitely saw some clouds. (laughs) Right. Come on, James Cameron. Like, is there anything else to Pandora but forest? I mean, right. isn't there any other sort of biome, any sort of other environment where is things there live? more water? I mean, come on. I have mean, you, all have I you know been is thinking this... about this for 13 years. I mean, the come sequel on, Jim. is basically just called Avatar. It's it's all about water. It's all so... about the water now. So right. what? It's HD now. Whatever. Whatever. H- HDO. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So Back to the Future 2 leads us into the last movie of our trilogy. Yes, it does. And 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 how exactly does the movie end that gets us to there? How does how does two end that that yields us to back? to the Future? I think we should defer to our guest on that point. Lake. The end of the second movie. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, it's good. (laughs) You just gave me chills. (laughs) <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell us about it so like uh wait why is it stalling out of my my head it's uh no 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 they where we're going we don't need roads that's not the what i'm looking that's at the first here. one yeah that's the first yeah eight bit maybe do you, it's is it is it right there is it on the, the tell tip me of your ninjou. ninjou ninjoga Nintendo. How how did the how did the second Stole movie? Out of my brain okay, so hands. when they they get the the, the almanac back and and uh uh Marty burns it, uh, it starts raining and thundering oh. out and and, and uh, Doc is like he's in the the uh, the DeLorean he's like hovering and yeah. uh, and uh, Marty's like whatever you do don't get struck by. <laughs> It's such like, a cool ending. Like he's yeah, gone. He gets, he gets struck by lightning, and then he's gone. Like he's he's. And there's like this, this silence. Like the music, like, and nothing stops. Like yeah, everything stops, hell? and and Marty's like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and uh, so a, a car just comes up, pulls up, yeah. and comes out, and the gives Libyans! Marty gives Marty <laughs> uh, a, a an envelope or a, hands him the a, Nintendo like, gold like, card, like a, like a, like a, he gives him a. <laughs> A telegram. Uh, a telegram. A telegram. Keep it hidden. Telegram. Keep it safe. That that they that they've been holding on for seventy years or yes. whatever how long it was. Yeah. There's yeah, no Western, way that he Western open Union. It. Yeah, it was the very yeah. first thing. It's the oldest Western Union telegram in existence. Yeah. And uh, so Marty opens it up and he reads it. And it's from Doc. And he's in the year 1885. He's like, oh my god, I gotta go back and whatever. He's in the old West. That is that is a hell of an. It's ending, an awesome that. ending. That is, it really is definitely one of the best parts of it, the whole movie. it is it is an amazing ending and they referenced it in the show supernatural in the episode where uh sam and dean went back in time to the old west and they actually talked about it they're like wait a minute we can just do the back to the future 2 ending and they're like okay when you get back send me a telegram and it's like it's, it's super ah, funny oh my it's God. Like, like that's how we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out and uh it wow. was really really funny but yeah um such a good ending yeah yes fantastic ending so yeah so i mean we find out that uh that doc is is it in the past so good i forgot about it. yeah he's, he's in the <laughs> it past and, and it happens it happens and he's yeah. he's just there you know he's yeah. there to stay and he's living and and and, th- and that's it yeah. right and, and i, it's I like, think it's oh, so nice because he right. does mention at some point i think it's in the first movie or no yeah it might be in the first movie where he's like i would like to just go to the good old west like he mentioned this at some point like this is a place he would like to right 
he he's idolized he, it like right like last stop like it's his version yeah. of the 80s <laughs> yeah. yes yeah right blacksmith in the good old west simpler time yep. yep so so yeah so you know we get we get back to the future three which is you know not not starting with us going to the future in any way we're going you know we're going to the old west we're going and back to the past again the where past the time again. machine should go yeah but but we didn't mention one of the craziest things that ever happened i swear to god they played when back to the future 2 played in theaters it ended mm. with the trailer for back to the future 3 and it's and still right. on the yes. dvd yeah, yeah. 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 nobody yeah. nobody knew that that was going to happen there was no that. hint of a third one at all Imagine that was just a total that. surprise so right. when we saw it at the theater it was like, oh my God, it goes into that trailer at the end. That was a singular right. experience, absolutely in yep. name. It's also yeah. a really well done trailer. Yeah. yeah. Like yes. With the music yeah. and everything. It's, it's so well I mean, done. The, the third one came out a year after the second one. So right. I'm assuming that they took those four years and filmed both movies. At they, the same time. they must have. Right. Yeah. They yeah. Must have. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, but yeah, probably so, something we can see in like behind the scenes footage, right? So this this one to me is like I I love the third one, uh, but I I love western, so I'm I'm a western apologist. I'm a fan, but like I want to hear from you, Lake, because I know that you have a whole personal story, and this to you is uh is a, a very important movie and a very special movie for various personal reasons. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to take us into this and uh, you know, we don't really have to talk about the whole plot of the movie, but what, what's your, I mean, what's your a, connection to this movie plot? But like, for me, it's real special to me because my grandpa, he loved Westerns. He was always like showing me these like old cowboy, like books with some cowboy stories, like, uh, you know, uh, the long sanded road or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. he's, uh, or like Bucky and, and, and Lewis, you know, <laughs> some, some probably boring cowboy wild west books, but like he, he would always like when he would babysit me or something, he would always like allow me to make a bow, like, uh, like the Indians or something. And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, uh, yeah, I remember we didn't really watch movies together. We usually just went fishing or like, shooting a bow at a tree or something like that uh but uh, <laughs> we, went, uh, we rode on some reindeer shoot you with this bow and arrow there's we, uh, trees in iceland we, we used to arm wrestle walruses uh all sorts of stuff yeah <laughs> climb mountains in our free time you know yeah. in the backyard normal stuff just, like just um everyday stuff. we never rented i don't remember like sure my dad came home sometimes from the from the it's not a video store it's like a tiny little store with but that is just everything mm-hmm. it's kind of like that in small villages like in, in in the village where i live now there's like the bank the store the liquor store all of it it's just in one place like where are you gonna put it somewhere else no mm-hmm. one right. place <laughs> and always all the same one. people that always buy the same thing always the same circle um but yeah he at some point we went to uh we went fishing and he always used to buy like um it's like uh, uh, I guess in English, it's like um, in Icelandic. It's just it's called appelsin. It's a really famous Icelandic like drink. But I guess it's like lemonade over at yours your okay. part in the world, like lemonade. Kind. Okay. Of. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's better. 
<laughs> I have never had a real lemonade, a okay. lemonade before, but it's like um, orange soda, but like insanely good. And a banana. I don't know why, but this man, uh, he would buy a banana, a whole banana, and this appleseed, this uh, orange soda, and just take a big bite of the banana and then drink the. This is like horrible combo. Bad <laughs> oh, good. But I, you know, I, I just, you know, I love my grandpa so much and like so much respect. Like we were like fishing together and it's so awesome. And I just, I just tend to, um, sometimes I just, uh, like when I, when I buy Appleseed, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a banana as well. I'm not going to eat it together. I'm not crazy. I don't know how he did that. <laughs> I'm going to hate know, it the whole time, but I'll be happy about it. It's just a total thing. Like, uh, and whenever I watch Back to Future 3, it's always kind of like I'm watching it, you know, for him. Because mm. he one, one point he came home and uh, I don't know how or where he got Back to Future 3, like, you know, VHS, of course. But like the worst, there's not a lot of movies that you could rent. So I'm, I'm thinking like, I don't know where he got it. Like, I have mm. no idea. So he, he brought it back. And we watched it like we would never watch anything together, like on TV or like forget it. Not we something you guys did at all. Whole thing, whole thing. And um, I remember seeing Back to Future one, and that was a long time ago. I'm talking like a couple of years. And then I watched three, and I never saw two until a little bit later. Right, right. Kind of odd, odd way. And this was a really special, like watching this like wild western movie and my dad uh, my grandpa actually like really liking all of it everything ha- everything happening and and me like living living the movie because like i loved the first one it's just like just mm. a perfect film for me to watch with like this specific person that means a lot to me so uh yeah like if i would show uh red dad redemption 2 to him he would like lose it yeah uh, right one I remember you saying that to me uh, in the past. That's that's so that's you so awesome. It. Yeah, I'm a, I'm the I'm the Red Dead fan of, of the trio of us, and uh, yep. oh my god, I I just love that game so much. But yeah, that that's so that's so cool. And it I gotta say, it's it's a little it's it's I would not have guessed that like this dude in Iceland who probably grew up in like what the 40s and 50s. It was your grandfather, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, he, he grew up in Iceland and, and he was this massive Western fan. To me, it's, it's, it's so interesting that that is true. That, that you know, I don't have any idea the, the far-reaching impact of certain things. You know, you say that you've never been out of Iceland. I mean, we, oh my God, a bug just fell on me. That was that scared the shit out of me. You Kill son it. of a bitch! You son There's of no a bitch! Box in Iceland. It was it's too cold. Yeah. Oh, now my freaking. Oh, now everything stinks. Anyway, you oh, wish son that of you a lived bitch. in Iceland now. I do. I do. Uh, the only that, dangerous animal here is a mink. It's like that a cat. Scared, that scared the shit out of me. You just kick. <laughs> Danger over. I wish it was. I wish it was a mink. Then I could at least well, have maybe a, uh, an eagle. Now, uh, yeah. And I can have a, at least part of a stole afterwards. That's what, you, 
Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. Like we we've grown up here. We we've lived our whole lives here and in, in a small, you know, area of Massachusetts. In boring uh, will. Uh, well, yeah. And and uh, so <laughs> no, I would love to go. Yeah, it was it's interesting, right? Like I, I never would have guessed that. So that's cool as hell that like your grandpa was such a big Western fan um, and uh, Back to the Future. Three now was. Do you feel like this was your? Now you said you already had plenty of exposure to westerns through him. Was this kind of? Yeah. Did you always like them, or were um, you kind of just like watching them? I mean, I to watched do something like, with them before. Like this was the first movie we ever watched together. But I did see before, like with my dad. Like we watched like uh, Clint Eastwood and stuff like that. Gotcha. And then that is referenced in Back to Future Three when he's like yes. Mr. Eastwood. I'm like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I, and, and, yeah. Uh, you so become cool. you become Captain America in the first Avengers, and you're like, I I understood that reference. I understood that. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. Uh, what? How was it? This man is playing Galaga or something. Oh <laughs> he God, thought, he thought we would notice, but we did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so good. So good. Um. But yeah. yeah. Um. There was uh, there was great. one moment that I remember really really well because there's a lot that I didn't really know about. Like what? Like sure. Like we have our grandparents but we don't necessarily know like a lot because they're just our grandparents we go right. over there grandma right. gives me cookies grandpa right. <laughs> grandpa wants to like cheat at the poker and destroy me you know that's just how it goes <laughs> like destroy you at, that's no good i have a uh, three <laughs> does he want to destroy you at poker or does he want to cheat at destroy poker comma, me, make me and right. also destroy right. you two unique like, events chess like no 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 black goes first like grandpa what cheating all the time <laughs> a chess everything no um uh, like i didn't even know there's just a couple of years like i'm 30 and there's just a couple of years ago that i knew that my grandpa was a, a policeman i had no idea at all huh. that he was a policeman wow. like what like there's a lot of things that I had no Yeah, there's idea. so many things that we learn about our, our like elders, right? That you don't even know. Like you've lived with them for so many years and you go, wait, what did you do? What did you do when you were growing up? Who were you? What jobs I mean, every, did you have? I think right, every right. kid until they're like maybe a late teenager has no idea what their parents do. Right, I, no, I feel very confident that my 13-year-old could not describe what I do for a living. Right. And it's very simple. I feel like, like pretty confident. Like, Dad, you uh, build houses? Why didn't you just buy one, idiot? <laughs> uh, like, never understand. She's like, uh, I don't know. He, something at a desk. Something at a desk with people. Something at a desk with people and a computer. And there's She's chairs, a gamer. He's a, some, a Fortnite. Something. Twitch streamer. <laughs> He's a streamer. Like, yeah, sure. No, for, for me, like, um, I remember this, this moment in Back to Future 3 where um marty has just arrived and uh you know we get this cool scene in the bar where he like does like michael jackson and that one cowboy in the back is like shit <laughs> oh shit <laughs> uh, that's uh, a great moment <laughs> oh shit <laughs> uh it's like such a menacing moment he walks in everyone's staring at him it's like this typical wild western he's like this is not the best place for you to be right and then, uh tannin comes here and and makes a mess and and uh this whole thing happens in the bar and this like old cowboy is like oh shit this does like the mike michael jackson moonwalk yep but um yeah the moment that's right where, that's right that's right where yep. doc comes into frame like with a freaking sniper um and marty 
taps his shoulder like after this whole whole deal. He's like, I had to come. That is such a cool, beautiful moment. Like Marty, just of course Marty had to go back. He couldn't just leave it alone. He could not Doc, see right? how Doc he didn't was. Have to go, but of course, man, he had to he had go to. back. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like maybe just because the doc is like way older than Marty. And that's the thing with me and my, my grandpa, you know, it's just like he can maybe relate to like doc and I can relate to Marty. And I, that's a uh, kind of beautiful thing that clicked while we were watching this movie. And just yeah. till today when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, kind of like not saying doc is my grandpa in the movie. But, I, you know, it's uh, there's a couple of scenes there. I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's that's something I watched with my grandpa. And he probably loved that. Nice. Specifically right. the train, you know, he probably loved that. You gotta yes. love when you gotta love when memories, you know, trigger other memories that are mm-hmm. so deep seated that it just it transport you they transport you back in time. All the way back. Uh, yeah. and yeah. uh they really just put you in that moment. Sometimes there are, you know, smells or you know, songs that will put you back into a moment. And in this case, you know, you have this this wonderful, wonderful experience of you and your grandpa watching this movie. So every time you watch this movie, it always brings you back and he's never every gone. Time. It's yeah. really, really cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, yeah. like with three, it's um, it's just such a western. Like they're not, they're, there's not a lot of like future gimmicks that they bring with them. Like sure, he has the hoverboard, or mm-hmm. did he? No, yeah, he brought it. He brought, yeah, he used it briefly. Yeah, he, I like that that he brought like a limited. He just uses it at stuff. the end, I think, right? Doesn't like, he use it at he, the end? He had to be smart, like with the with the Clint Eastwood thing, like he put the the pan thing under his clothing, and like he had to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I like that. I like that you he went really far back, but had to like deal with it uh, and be smart about stuff. He he, he didn't yeah. just bring like a laser right. cannon from the future and just one shot at Biff Tannen, like. No, he had to like actually do like a gunsling and and all that. Be yeah, smart yeah. About it. right. Yeah. yeah, very a lot of thought. You know, it could have ruined to... the whole experience by bringing too much crazy stuff with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that uh, something that should be mentioned at some point is uh, it could be now. I'll just mention. You know, I'll just do it now. Do uh, it. Is uh, the fact that it's 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 interesting how legitimately decent of a western the third one is, as you just said um as you know literally as a western it works it works as a fun western it it actually is one of my all-time favorite genres of anything which is a it's technically a weird western um i love weird westerns they can be you know if you mix a western with any element that's not supposed to be there uh it could be horror it could be vampires it could be aliens aliens and you know exactly uh, anything like that. So here we have sci-fi elements with the time travel and the DeLorean and all the stuff. So it is truly a weird Western in the truest sense of the word. Um, and it works great. It's a really good, weird Western from mm-hmm. start to finish. Um, and it is the third in a trilogy and the only one to be in that genre. So right. I think that it's really interesting that, you know, we have a series where it's like, you know, the first the first two, I mean, the first one is very difficult to put into a box. Um, the second one sort of repeats itself a little bit, but it's like, OK, we went to the future. You know, we did some different stuff, but they're both very themselves. And then the third one, it's like, oh, well, that's that's a Western. 
And I mean, right. I would I would go a step further and say weird Western, but either way, that's a Western. So it's the only one you don't really get that. You don't get a series of things, especially movies that will literally change drastically the genre that it's in to that extent. Like, that's crazy. We started right. in modern times in the first movie. It's not until the third one that the entire thing takes place in the, in the, the Wild West. It's not as if they went back in time for like, you know, a half hour and it was a section of the movie, then it wouldn't oh, no, be a Western. No, no, this right. was a, this was in the West. This was a Western. So yeah. I, I love that. I think that that's incredible. And uh, you know, again, I, I love the end of this movie. I, I think all three movies have such strong endings. They do. And, and such strong final shots mm-hmm. as well. And I also like, forgot to mention, I feel like Back to Future 3 is Doc's movie. It's, it's, right. it's, it's Brown's right. personal movie. He's finding Completely. love. He are, he's understanding this is the last stop for the time travel uh, machine. Now it has to be destroyed. We are too involved in you know future and past, and this has to end here. And this is the place where I would like to be uh but also i i feel like this is the movie where usually it has been brown uh doc brown mentoring marty marty takes over that role a little bit and they're going back and forth and we just kind of start uh, like sure we saw it in the first one and so we saw it in the second one but this one i feel like this is the movie where we see their relationship like like pure friendship and yep. love you know this is like they have to figure out how to fix this, but now they are really limited on how yeah. to. Yeah. Like yeah. if we can push it to 88, mm-hmm. like all that. And and how much of a genius Doc is, like with the color system for, for every single smoke or when he made that ridiculous shoots machine just to make like three shit colored ice cubes or <laughs> uh, all that. I love it. Right. I just absolutely love it. And, and And my favorite moment in the movie out of all the scenes is... That's a, that's a quite interesting line as well, where he is talking to uh, Claire, and she says, "Just it's just uh, I forgot what she says, but she slams the door, and he's like, but that would be a lie.' He's just an honest guy. Like um, he says all these things. She, I forgot what she says because everything that he is saying is so ridiculous because he's trying to explain to her." That you know he's f- from the well, yes, the future. The, but the like, future s- slams the door at him because it's all sounds so ridiculous. And then he's like, "But that would be a lie," and uh, that's a it's something that what can I say? <laughs> Not all the people like you know we we as humans we lie, but like Doc doesn't he? Uh, he just had to, you know. I think I think Doc can't lie. I think let's be real. Doc is on the spectrum for sure. Yeah. There's no oh, way yeah. he's not. There's no way he's not. He's right. he he truly is uh, a and really well defined character that we we still don't really know that much about. Like after three movies, like we know how he is and how he would react to it in a certain like yeah. scene but like it's it, you don't know that it's like talking about your grandfather it's it's yeah. like we know surface right. stuff about emmett brown but we don't uh, really absolutely. know that much about him right 
and 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 also like uh doc brown is just so kind and it, yeah. that reminds me of my grandfather like there's one there's one moment in, in in time that i will just never forget i don't know why it's just such a random thing but like my my dad had like a small horse uh what horse house with just a couple of horses in inside like yeah stables stable, a yeah. really crappy looking tiny stable that he built himself or something like four horses or something like that mm-hmm. and uh there was like a, a barrel and a mouse in stuck in the barrel and uh he just put a stick it just blew my mind like he just put a stick and helped the mouse to like run up the stick and then he just grabbed the mouse showed me the mouse i never seen a mouse in my life and i just like i patted that that mouse and he just put it on the on the floor and just let it go i'm like what he just <laughs> let it go like unbelievable like most people would just like i don't know kill it or something or just leave it in the barrel to die but he just like, right oh, not a chance put a stick in there you know make Saved it run it. up the stick and i don't know it's not necessarily the first moment of kindness i saw in my life but this blew my mind I was yeah like, wow Christ. Nice. thinking about nice. it outside of the box you know yeah. taking a nice. different approach yeah Grace. very cool Crazy. nice sounds like a heck of a guy your grandfather oh, he does yeah yeah really 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 helps to elevate the the experience you have with watching the third movie and you know i i feel like i i still see all the similarities in the third movie that are are in the first two but i love it because of you know the the boldness and the braveness and the the leap that they took to to bring it to this this time period that doc loved and to make it his movie and to have yeah. um you know the uh is it claire or clara clara Clara. Clara. Yeah. So Clara is, is a great addition to the formula. You know, she is fantastic and she's such an awesome companion for doc and, and like their, their chemistry and their dynamic is just, is just adorable. And she is more of an important character than we could ever imagine because she is the one that just kind of stops doc. Right, like, like stops. Sure, they they, they could have continued with the time machine and gone. Who, you know, I think I think saving her from that something that he swore to never do was to change anything that happens. But she saves her by accident, of course, from her death. We hear that there was this. Uh, they researched later that there there was this woman that died. What in that ravine, that cliff? Yeah, that's they why named it's called the, that. They named it after and her. Yeah, they totally changed that whole thing, and he falls in love and. And um, I've never seen a guy so love struck in my life. He's like completely yeah. out of there. Yeah. Right? And yeah, when he yeah. drinks himself, like that's <laughs> just such a great thing. Yeah. He, it is. Oh yeah. In a lot of ways in that movie, we really see Doc be, do different things. That's yeah. the thing. In the first two movies, he's just the same exact character he's all like the way through. He's, he's, there's no three dimensionality to Doc at all until that mm. third one. Right. Yeah. Yep. Which is. Yep. It, uh, it fleshes him out. It gives a great him a bigger range of emotion. Yeah. And yeah, it, it causes him to, to stop in his tracks and think about, you know, something other than, you know, the invention, the time travel, what's next. You know, he's like, no, I can, I can slow yeah. down. I can, yeah. I can, I don't he, need to go 88 anymore. Well, it's, so. it's like, right, it's like, right. it's like Lake just said, like he literally throws away one of his biggest principles. Like yeah. I will never change anything in the past. He'd like, 
that is one of his big rules. You cannot yep. break that. Yep. You know, in the first movie, he tells Marty, you can't even leave this house. You can't leave this house until he realizes that he's already screwed stuff up and has to yep. then fix it. But yeah. like in the in the third one, yeah, he just it's like, well, love conquers all. It's more important. So tough shit. Yeah. Yep. It's great. It's great to see him, you know, be a human. Yeah. And there is a is a topic that I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but I kind of wanted to maybe get from all of you. Uh, if you did see, I did I did send you uh, guys a link to what if Back to the Future 4 would happen. Like, I don't yeah. want that to happen, but this is the most perfect script. It is. <laughs> I have ever heard of anything. Yeah. Walter Banasiak from, um, you know, um, Nostalgia Critic works for that. Uh, what is the uh, Channel Awesome? Yeah. Yeah. He works there at Channel Awesome, Walter Banasiak. And he has this podcast and this show called Fanscription, where they go over what if or what happened or why or, you know, basically just kind of what if. Yeah, and sequels, just, sequels that don't exist. It's not just some random thoughts. It's deep, deep, deep thoughts. Actually, what if yeah he's he's legitimately pitching the thing for real like he could be pitching it to warner brothers or who you know miramax whoever i mean this is like amazing stuff i'd never heard of this guy but i did watch the entire thing when you told us to and i i don't want to get into like talking about what happens i think people should just go check it out but man oh man this this had me like getting emotional there's the end of it one thing i i don't want to say much about this i will really want people to just experience yes this. yeah but like I, I i was i was um at work when i was listening to this whole thing and i was doing like this mind-boggling same movement all day it's like i have a rope and i take the end of the rope and i um like i do these different move moves with my fingers to put that rope in itself to make a circle i don't know what it's called okay. in english but like I, this like is not, not, not not yeah kind of but like i have like this loop okay and now i can put that around something and then the rope goes into itself and it will never get loose again it's like a thing we had to use out on sea so i was doing like a million of those Mm -hmm. i was just really concentrating on this thing and then when i was like ah sure i'll just listen to this like i don't want this to ever happen for sure i'll I'll, I'll listen to it because i really respect walter bernasiak it's like yeah he if anyone is gonna nail it it's gonna be him because he's a mega fan and when I realized that the kid that was kind of awkward, kind of strange, was Doc Brown as a kid, now the roles are reversed. Now Marty is the mentor mm-hmm. for Doc Brown. And Marty is like older his life is not going that great the 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 band thing dream is dead and he's just kind of i think this is just kind of maybe relatively what do you say like uh to us like maybe our place in life right now is not great but like stuff happens a lot of amazing dear listeners listen to this just uh, (laughs) there's so many amazing things that happen in this whole thing in the in this video what if back to the future four happened all of it just makes so goddamn sense. Also, mm. like the villain and everything makes sense. It's like I was yeah. just, it's like I was listening to him reading from the actual script that it was like canceled or something. It's just, yeah. it's that perfect. 
And uh, I highly recommend it. And, and I don't know about you guys. I kind of want to ask you this question. Do you watch? I honestly do. Do you watch the three movies? I'm not going to say you watch them necessarily differently, but like now this is stuck in my brain. Like, yeah. A younger uh, Doc Brown. What if Marty knows at this point in Back to the Future 2? Because like, is yeah. this him now or is this like does he know it's like, a fun thing to think like, about it's kind of it like is. marty is protecting <laughs> doc that's why that's why marty is his friend right yeah, yeah. this kind of answers the question why is he hanging right. out with why does guy? he hang out with this, this old guy? answers yeah. the right, question right. right very interesting yeah crazy it's man really good sequel uh really amazing job that that guy oh. didn't and he said that he had he had tried so many times over the years and he just couldn't quite uh he couldn't quite crack that i uh i sent him a message i was like walter this is what the telltale game should have been about yeah the telltale game went to all of the play all over the place through the like mafia times they just kind of took it all over the place this is what the story from the telltale game should have been perfect yeah, very. I mean, sometimes the fans do it best, you know. Very, very but, cool. Uh, yeah, yep. definitely, definitely check that out uh, mm-hmm. if you want something to think Sonic about. Sonic Mania. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I sung the praises of that game a couple episodes <laughs> ago. Um, nice. Yeah, phenomenal. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I think that about wraps up the episode. I think so too. Uh, I think we've yeah. done an awesome job talking about all the movies, giving them their due, having a lot of awesome, genuine, you know, feelings and and emotions and memories all the great things that these movies kind of stir up and uh if you've never seen them do yourself a favor uh give them all a watch definitely truly truly one of the greatest 80s trilogies for sure absolutely definitely watch them watch them in in order there's not it's not like oh the second one's the best one it's like no it's just it's a complete story and and you know you have to see it all and uh it's it is great it is quintessential viewing it is very much something near and dear to many of our hearts, and uh, yeah, I think we've done we've done it some some wonderful justice here. So you know, thank thank you all, thank you guys here with me for for talking about this and getting to share so many great things. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Oh, it's just not great. a problem. <laughs> it's honestly, just I could be here for like hours and hours and hours because I I could have <laughs> talked about the first movie for hours, but I was like. You know what? We gotta get to the third one somehow. Well, you know, we did talk about them for hours. This may be our longest show ever. It's possible. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're rounding the three hour mark and yeah, we, we are, are not quite done yet. We're almost um, done. But I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I love that. And I yeah. think that for our viewers, you know, we, we like to have episodes that kind of go over, you know, uh, a, a sweeping notion of a series or a trilogy or whatever. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if the people really want it, we could do a deep dive. I mean, we didn't some even of the talk about later. the games. Yeah. Right, we didn't talk about the games. Yeah. There's their games. There was a cartoon. There's all sorts of, it really, yeah. by the, by the end of that third one, it was really riding high. Like it yeah, was, was uh, a yeah. horrible yeah. Sega Genesis game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> horrible Sega Genesis game. <laughs> the the decent game. The decent one that we didn't get here in America. Right, was for the Famicom. It was right, like right. Super Back to the Future 2, I think. Back to the Future 2. That was yeah. amazing. I've never gotten to play it's, it, but it's, it looks it's got good. such good graphics. It looks such great. great graphics. Kind of reminds me of uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, um, man. Oh, yeah. Totally. Action yeah. Kung Fu. 
Jackie yes. Chan action kung fu. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jackie Check Chan out uh, Game Dave. Yeah, yeah. He made, he made a it made a video. There you on, go. On that. There on you on go. That. Yeah, there on you go. Oh, Game Dave out there doing the research. All right, um, David. Nice. So that we nice. don't have to. Shout out. Uh, he's the he's the reason. Yeah, he's the reason why I'm I'm here. Basically, yeah. like sure, AVGN, but uh, Game Dave made uh, me uh, go go all the yeah. way. Well, you know, you're also here because you're a cool dude, and you know, uh, we appreciate yeah. everything that you do in the Retro Octopus Facebook group, and being just for being a, an awesome dude. And uh, man, it's it's been a, a really fun night talking to you and getting to actually because you know we've met we message uh, online and everything, but it's different to actually talk face to well not face to face but in real time we're actually actually happening actually happening in real time which is pretty cool this is the first time we've all got to talk to you so it's been awesome man so thank you thank you very much for coming on it was it was a blast oh my pleasure it has been fantastic i've been I've been so alone for days. Just oh. me, Adobe Premiere, and my camera. <laughs> you do have a girlfriend. Who's that? She's asleep or something. <laughs> She's always sleeping. No, we we gotta we gotta have a we gotta thank her for sure uh, because like not everyone would be like like it's 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 um, almost one a.m. here in Iceland, yeah. and uh, not everyone would be like okay. <laughs> you know yes you can <laughs> go ahead and talk with the boys about right. some video games talk to us some appreciated video games i mean movies uh, and retro and all that dumb shit yeah you're Come talking about already yeah ta- it's, uh, it's talking it's to three peckerwoods to... from uh, massachusetts about uh yeah. back to the future <laughs> uh, i just find it so important to be um you know this is like just the hop in all these video games oh. and all that stuff in my room you know I, but i always try to be really respectful about you know some stuff takes time and i tried to put it all into hours that i have off in my seven days off but of course it's not 24 24 hours off it's sometimes i have seven sometimes i have randomly like nine hours or you know i try to go up and down yeah and it, it's right. quite uh, funny to have like this hobby to like make videos or like what i'm doing for the first time now is to make videos or or anything but i try to treat it like a job like sometimes i i just wake up like 8 a.m and i just start jumping on writing the script or yeah do editing tests because i know i can't record actual footage now so i'll just do the tests mm-hmm. and i test edit the tests like <laughs> uh. You yeah, gotta strike you learn, while the right? iron is hot. While like I said, all it. all that pre-production stuff is gonna pay dividends in the end. It really is mm-hmm. gonna be really worth it. You're gonna be able to see the quality pay off in in those videos because you you're figuring out all the stuff now, and uh, I think you're going about it the right way. You know, you're yeah. playing the long game. You wanna you wanna yeah. you wanna start out by making a high quality product, and uh, I think it's gonna be great. So yeah. all the best of luck to you. And, you know, hey, when you have a couple of videos out, maybe on one of your next breaks uh, or in a couple of breaks down the road, definitely come on back. Uh, we obviously definitely. I want to do a crow's nest with you talking about just general growing up in, in Iceland as a gamer and, and all that experience. And then, you know, clearly you're a, a go to person for Lord of the Rings, too. So like we've never done anything with Tolkien um oh on the show so so clearly you're a super super duper i'll fan. promise to read the quote in icelandic 
Okay. Or even the first page. I'm looking forward to that. Just, just tell us how to how do you pronounce Mordor in Icelandic? Domstingia. Domstingia. By the way, fun fact: Tolkien had an Icelandic maid. Really? Really? And I have a friend, and that woman, that maid, is like I don't know, like is my mom. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. Like, uh, what? Uh, how do you say it in English when someone is like your grandma, 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 grandma? Like great, 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 great grandma. She's my yeah. grandma, grandma, grandma. Yeah, she, she is her like great, 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 whatever. Oh, wow. And it just so happens that this friend of mine, she owns a goddamn copy of the hobbit i'm not saying it's from tolkien's office or something but this is like her copy that she right. owned so i'm I, I, i'm like i don't know that's awesome. uh, that's, i think there's a holy grail here in iceland uh, i think that's it uh, that's, that's it that's crazy <laughs> that's pretty cool nice yeah yeah we'll, we'll get around to all of that good stuff this has been an awesome episode and we loved having you and uh thank you guys this so will much be for the many. the first yeah, of many yeah, of course. awesome so you know that uh that wraps up the episode but before we catch that horizon we have one more thing for you so let's go to this and now it's time to dive off the edge of the map with another edition of Dime Monster. The video game bestiary of annoying enemies that really need to just fuck off. What? Hey everybody, Parasite Steve here. Yes, it has been quite a long time, but I have a die monster for you tonight. Ooh. As the as the intro plainly stated. Um, so we're doing a time travel episode uh, tonight, and we recently did a couple of episodes on boss battles. So instead of uh, instead of spotlighting one super annoying enemy, I'm gonna spotlight a game that had some that took us back into the past. It took us back back to the past. We weren't gonna play some silly games that suck ass. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time, <laughs> and um, and uh, it, and it. It's just, it all ties everything together. The bosses of this game were my favorite part of it. And it's what kept me playing over and over and over. I must have played this game a billion times. It is called Joe and Mac. Uh, this is a game that came out in 1991 in the arcades. It was originally called Caveman Ninja or conversely Caveman Ninja colon Joe and Mac. It was uh, developed by Data East. And later adapted for the SNES, the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis, and the NES, the Game Boy, Amiga, like all the stuff. It was it was kind of a big hit for Data East. And you controlled this this very weird looking uh, green haired. He had like Gene Simmons styled hair, but it was green and had a bone in it. Uh, although maybe Gene Simmons sometimes wore a bone, it's possible. Uh, and his name was Joe, and then he had his buddy Mac, who had blue hair. And I uh, was just just cavemen, and uh, it was kind of a slow action, auto scrolling action platformer. Um, lots of fun enemies, lots of dinosaurs for me because that's my thing, and uh, other cavemen and different things like that. But the bosses in this game were big 
huge dinosaur sprites like I had never seen them before. And I just, I love them so much that I, I put the first boss is uh, in the game. I'm going to just run down the list of the bosses. There is a total of nine of them, but I'll go pretty quick. The first one is the T-Rex. And it's so damn awesome because you actually walk past the T-Rex um, when you're about three quarters through the level and he's sleeping. He's just humongous. He's probably like three screens long. He's huge. And um, and then you get to the end of the stage and the auto scrolling stops. So, you know, you're about to fight a boss and then you uh, hear this roar of the T-Rex, which I actually put into the intro of the, the die monster segment. It's been there from the very beginning. And it's like that. Bow, bow. And he's just very, very iconic in all ways to me. He's the, the, the graphic, the sound, everything. I, I had never seen a, a boss dinosaur be that big. He was huge. He was one of the biggest, best looking bosses I'd ever seen. That T-Rex just kicks it all off. Uh, the second level, you fight a giant Venus flytrap, which is kind of the only non-dinosaur real or the non-like real creature, I guess I, I should mm, say. Yeah. Um, it basically just um the little shop of horrors monster. I like to call this one Audrey Zero. Um Audrey Zero, folks. That's a, that's a joke. Um, third, third one is uh is just a pteranodon, which actually comes back later as the only palette swapped boss that they cheesed out on. Really cool boss, just a you know, flies down, really great looking pteranodon. The fourth boss is a school of ichthyosaurs. These are the the aquatic dinosaurs, they they basically look like dolphins. Um, they are reptiles. Uh, they are not the ones that have the long neck like the Loch Ness monster, but they just sort of look like a, a dolphin. Ichthyosaurs, tons of different ichthyosaurs, but these guys were great. They just kind of jumped out of the water and you fought a bunch of them at once. They were a really fun boss. Um, there's also a, a, a brachiosaurus, basically like a brontosaurus, but the, the taller one. And it kind of comes out of the water. Um, I guess it could be a, I guess it could be a plesiosaur if it was supposed to be an aquatic one, but it, the head really looks like a brachiosaur. It has a distinct crest and it, it, it comes out of the water. Really interesting head. They really did a great job with the head. The neck is just all balls because that is how a lot of old school balls. games dealt, dealt with a snake like body is that it would just be a series of balls. And this game really did that a lot. Um, Brachiosaurus was, was great. Uh, then we have another non-dinosaur. We have the woolly mammoth, but at least it was a real animal. Um, you fight this thing in a in an ice cavern, um, probably outside of uh, of Lake's Lake's house, probably in his garden somewhere. Um, and Seen it. The thing, the thing about this boss is it's randomly the most gory thing on the Super Nintendo. You, it, you started out and and it's like a woolly mammoth, and its trunk is actually balls. And uh, you're fighting the thing, and then like at one point you break off its tusk. And it has this like this hurt graphic where it's got a tear coming out of its eye. And it's a really like, whoa. Um, and then after that, you break off its trunk. You break off Yikes. its trunk and then it right. keeps fighting you with no trunk and no tusk. It is gruesome and horrible. And I can't believe it even occurred on a Nintendo at the time. Um, after him, we have a really awesome boss, the Ankylosaurus, which is 8-Bit's favorite dinosaur. Mm -hmm. um, Ankylosaurus is uh, like he kind of rolls into a ball and comes at you and then just kind of there's a 
there's a vol it's a volcano level. It's just such an awesome looking boss screen. I love this so much. The Ankylosaurus is like red and yellow. It's really, really cool. And this is like the dinosaur that kind of kind of low to the ground, very armored dinosaur with the you know spikes on the side and its tail ends in a big club. Very cool. Um, and then the next the next one is the last dinosaur-like one we fight. It's actually a skeleton dinosaur. It's like a skeleton brontosaurus type some sort of sauropod and you just, you know, you just see the neck and the head, but it's cool because you hit it a bunch of times and it'll actually explode and the bones like rain down and then it, it reforms itself after that. And it's really just a, a fun boss. And the final boss of the game is weirdly um, you, you fight. I think there's a second T-Rex and then you go inside the T-Rex and the last level occurs inside the body um, a la Abadox, the deadly inner war and uh, we fight uh, a like devil thing that is like poking at the T-Rex's, I guess it's supposed to be his heart. Um, it looks about as much like a heart as mother brain looks like a brain, but hey. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I guess you're supposed to believe like it's been controlling it the whole time or something. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it's a uh, it's a really fun game. It's a it's a trip in time and uh i i really 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 love the bosses of this game um final note on joe and mac it is actually getting a reboot supposedly in this year out of absolute nowhere it's going to be called joe and mac colon caveman ninja so they swap they swapped it uh, it's being developed by mr nuts studio that's mr nuts with a z and is scheduled to be released uh, for consoles and PC in 2022. It kind of looks like a living cartoon. It's it's that sort of a style. Um, so not that different from that Battletoad game that really sucked that everybody hated. But this doesn't look okay. quite as bad as that. So maybe it won't suck. I don't know. It's possible. Anything's possible. Who knows? I think it's cool that there's uh, any new entry in, in the Joe and Mac franchise, personally, just because I want more cute, fun dinosaur bosses. That's all I care about. Like right. it's primal rage. I, I, you have it. I love. I I I love primal rage. I'm a huge oh, yeah. Ray. I am a huge Ray Harryhausen fan. It's ridiculous, and that game is probably the only thing that's a bigger Ray Harryhausen fan than myself. That needs game a remake. Literally needs a remake. Yesterday, I freaking yeah. wish to God that would happen. Yes, primal rage, absolutely. So anyway, um, that's that's my die monster. I'm uh, gonna shut up now. All right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, I love some Joe and Mac, and I also love the spinoff Congo's Capers and all the yeah. bagu bagu that those games had to offer. Um, so cool, cool beans. Yeah, I uh, own a copy of Joe and Mac, but let's just say it's just not really mine. You borrowed so, it. What does that forever. mean? I borrowed it for a long time. Oh. Did you borrow it from J.R. <laughs> Tolkien's mate? <laughs> maybe did you pay did you pay the iron price for that the silver price the oh the ice price the ice okay. price the price okay. is ice gotcha. um <laughs> okay guys that's about enough of this uh that wraps up the episode if you have not jumped ship by now we certainly hope that you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome if you liked what you heard, please hit the little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. And as well as being part of the Inebiart Podcast Network, Retro Red Octopus is a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Epic Tales from the Sewers, The Wicked Horror Show, That Strange Show, and Shark Bites. 
For more information or to subscribe to any to us or any of these great shows, please visit thedorkening.com and be sure to check out Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. I have been your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and I will catch you on the next one.